It is alive. That's right. This podcast is alive. Because for the very first time ever, I watched Young Frankenstein. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Clear Tented Classics, the show where I, your host, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time and give my nostalgia-free opinions on them. And it's a special episode today because I'm joined by a guest, yay, a return guest, even more yay. I'm joined by Taylor Jordan Guy. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. So good to have you. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. So how's it feel to be a return guest? Uh, It feels glorious. The greatest thing of my life. This is my greatest <laughs> achievement. A second episode. Yeah, you can you can see that she she really like talked up how much she liked the show, which is the only reason I had her back, and not because she was a great guest. <laughs> she just sucked up to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but no, um, it's so good to have you back. If people are unfamiliar, you were on the uh, Minority Report episode, and that was a real blast. I think that was the first episode that I ever recorded. In this studio, maybe. That's what you told me. Um, at, least, at least that's what you told me. <laughs> yeah, it's always the first time in the studio. Um, <laughs> but no, I, uh, it's, it's been fun. It was, it was really nice of you to like test out this setup with me for the first time. And You're welcome. The- I did it for you. <laughs> if people um, are kind of curious, I, I, you know, I interviewed you a little bit at the top of that episode. And we kind of got into some of your tastes. And I don't want to, you know retread ground too much but i think something that might be interesting to chat about just a little bit before we get started is um i debated on (laughs) this is like rough territory but it might be kind of funny to get your opinion on it really quick but all this uh this last time you were on we both talked about how much we love buffy and all that stuff oh yeah Uh, i don't know how you felt about some of the recent stuff that's come out no Oh, no. Okay, so funny you say this, because I actually listened to a Buffy podcast called Beer with Buffy, and I also follow them on Facebook, and there's a whole chat going on with all that and checking to see what Joss Whedon actors are on Charisma Carpenter's side and which ones are not on her side. And honestly, it's just making us all very upset. But surprisingly... I guess the most surprising thing is Nicholas Brendan actually being open about being on the side of Charisma Carpenter. Oh, really? And this was probably the wrong question f- to ask me because no, like, I just this, I, the, I'm I, very I, I, I know you. This. I know you could go down a whole rabbit hole, oh, but yeah. I was just I guess just in general, like more than anything, what I was curious about is if um, there's that question of like separating the art from the artist and stuff like that, and I'm I'm a big fan of doing that. I, I still. I mean, one of the very first episodes I did for this show was on uh, Chinatown, and you know the director Roman Polanski is. <laughs> I, I never realized how bad it was until I, I just I, I said this on a different episode, but I just read a book on the making of Chinatown, and I was like, oh, I knew he was like a pedophile rapist, but I didn't know how extensive and horrible it was. So I was like, now I feel even more gross, but it still doesn't. Yeah, I still feel like can watch Chinatown and appreciate it as a movie. And so it's like, I personally, I feel like I also like, I've never really thought Joss Whedon was a great movie director anyway. So I, I don't have as much of a soft spot for him as some people do. So 
for me, I can I could go watch back and watch Buffy and be like, this is fine. You know, I, I like it still, but I mean, there's, there's got to be some taint to it a little bit, which is kind of rough. I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> shot so, through the heart. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was literally. I cried. I I will be hundred percent. Really, honest. you can ask my boyfriend. I cried. But. I came out to him and I pretty much told him. I told him, like, somebody died in my family. And he was like, why are you crying? And I literally turned around and walked away. Because I didn't want anyone to address that. There was a point in my life where I was going to get a tattoo that said, what would Joss Whedon do? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't. Let me tell you. You could have just told everybody it's meant what... Uh, what, oh no! What? It would say the words. What would Joss Whedon do? Uh, it would get, not be. You just got the JW. It could no. be like, what would Jesus Weiss oh, do? Oh no! I wanted people to know who I was supporting. <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't get that. But uh, at least you didn't get a Marilyn Manson tattoo either. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would never happen. Uh, <laughs> but to go back to what you said from the last time we talked about this, mm-hmm. um, is separating art from the artist, because um, a lot of people on the forum were like. I don't think I can watch Buffy right now. And I was just like, why? Why wouldn't you do that? Because Joss Whedon is not the only person who's getting paid for those episodes. Sure. A Chris McCarpenter 100% gets paid every time it's streamed on some kind of, you know, Netflix, Hulu, any of that stuff. She's getting that, what is it called, commission or? Yeah, commission. Yeah. or Royalty. Royalty of, of some sort. A lot of those actors and actresses are only known from that show. So that's all the money that they're going to be getting is based off that show. So if everybody just boycotted Buffy... They're not going to get paid anymore. Yeah. So not only that, are they they going to get harassed by the person who created Buffy, but now they're not going to get paid for the harassment that they endured on Buffy. Sure. I don't believe that. I'll I'll watch Buffy to the end day I die. <laughs> and my thing is, yeah, he's sexist and he's not as much as a feminist as he wanted everybody to believe, but that does not take away the purpose and the the story and what Buffy represents. Yeah. I need to put that on mute. Hold on. <laughs> that's, well, that's okay. Um, that's well, from Soul Eater. <laughs> if but, anybody heard that. But also um, something I think worth mentioning too is uh, I think it's pretty clear at this point from all the writers that have come from the Buffy writers room and gone on to have their own careers. Yeah. You know, I think you can attribute a lot of how great Buffy was to so, like Marty Noxon and people like that. So art. It, it is fun. It is interesting to me that Charisma Carpenter ended up being like the focal point of all of this because she was my favorite character from the series, Cordelia. Oh, and her- so and I've always been kind of sad about how she hasn't gone on to have much of a career. Like I swear the and last now we know. Yeah, the last time I heard anything, she was doing this like bad fifty shades knockoff movie. It was like this like erotic thriller bondage yeah. thing. And it was just like, ah, oh, charisma. Oh, what, you, what you doing there? <laughs> well, she was supposed to have a full stint on Angel, but she got pregnant. Did you read the whole letter? Oh, yeah. She got pregnant while she... That's why they... You did, You never watched Angel, did you? I watched up to like season four or five. I just haven't finished oh. it. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> Spoilers. But, but no. We'll, 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 I mean, no. Her as a person got pregnant. Right, right, right. And he pretty much told her, abort it. Jesus. <laughs> no, seriously. He said, you either abort it or you lose a job. And she obviously did not abort it. Hmm. She didn't lose her job right away, but yeah, that's, after the show was done. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, I'll finish Angel someday. I've heard 
the last season's really interesting and intense. But no, it I mean, sucks because Joss Whedon went. Now I know all that. I can finally say that the last season of Angel sucked ass because <laughs> of Joss Whedon's spiral out of control of like controlling everything. It was just like oh, interesting. Um, so stupid. But yeah, you know, light lighthearted start to the funny funny satire movie episode. But the other thing, <laughs> but that is the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I just wanted to check in about Buffy because I don't really talk about Buffy with anybody else. So it's just like, hey. Uh, what, hey. do you th- what do you think about all this nonsense? But hey, whenever you want to talk about <laughs> Buffy, we we can start a whole podcast on Buffy. If I've like. never seen the original movie. Maybe that would be a good excuse to like just do a. Full... I would be so offended if you did <laughs> the original Buffy movie with somebody other no, than me. No, I, I think I've already mentally had that. Like, if I was going to do that, I would probably be call a damn you better. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't talk much about like. Your taste in comedy the last time you were on, and I think doing a comedy movie like this, I'd like to kind of get a feel for what what you think is funny. And I, I mean, you don't have to say like where this ranks in your pantheon or anything like that. But comedy's tough because it's so subjective, you know. And so I, I think I'd like to kind of understand what your taste is as far as that goes. My favorite kind of comedy. One, I'm a. This is why it's so perfect that we're doing this movie. I love Mel Brooks, everything he does. Really, because that's that's tough. Because um, I was talking to my co coworker today, and he's an older guy, the guy I do city council with. Yeah. And he was like, I was like, guess what I watched last night? Young Frankenstein. And he was like, oh. I watched that movie in the theater when I was 13 years old, and he was like, he went off on like a Mel Brooks tangent. And, of how and he, he didn't like him? Well, no. How well, it's, it's actually kind of complicated. He has a, seems to have very mixed feelings about him. He's like, Mel Brooks has only ever made three good movies. Uh, he's, he's, I'm curious to know which ones. Yeah, I know. I'm sure most – because everyone has such strong opinions on his movies, I think. But uh, he said Blazing Saddles, which I have not seen, um, High Anxiety, which I have not seen, and – now, Young Frankenstein, which I have not seen. I've the never only, even heard of High Anxiety. Yeah, it's like some sort of like mental asylum spoof movie. Oh, okay. Like, I guess uh, Clovis. Honestly, I, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman. She plays like a nurse, nurse ratchet I, type character. I think character. I've seen it. Never mind. Um, I think I've seen it. But I mean, I've only seen Men in Tights, and that's it. <laughs> like, besides Young Frankenstein now. I've never seen Princess Bride. Princess Bride is not. Wait, no, not that's Mel not Brooks. Mel Brooks. No, I. You know what? I'm. Th- I even made a note in here about it being like Princess Bride, and the hun- the whole time I was thinking of Ben and Tights because it, it's like a spoof <laughs> off Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let me correct myself no, before people are like telling you like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, there's there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot change, of. Let me change that in my notes. <laughs> there is a lot of Mel Brooksian humor in in Princess Bride, and like the stuff with the Billy Crystal character and the, his wife. Like, you talking about Men in Tights? No, I'm talking about in Princess Bride. Oh, you're talking about. I could Princess. see how you could make those comparisons, but that was uh, a William Goldman script, and uh, Robert uh, Reiner, Robert Reiner, directed that. And Princess Bride is a full-on masterpiece. I adore that movie. Uh, Men in Tights. Art. Was, Men in Tights was the one that we watched as kids growing up, though, and laughed at that <laughs> me and my friend group watched a lot and thought was really funny. And I don't know. I mean, it's also pretty easy to confuse the two because Carrie Elwes is, like, the guy in both the movies. Um, like He's basically doing, like, a more, like, heightened version of his character from Princess Bride in, the, in Men in Tights. But, I mean, are you saying Mel Brooks is, like, your guy or... Um, I wouldn't say he's my guy, but like <laughs> I definitely have a fondness to like 
all of his movies I've ever watched. What? Men in Tights. Oh my God, I was obsessed with that for the longest time. Young Frankenstein. Should I? Is this the time I should tell you the first time I ever watched Young Frankenstein? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let me let me paint the page for you. Paint the page. Set the scene. That classic phrase. Is <laughs> did I make that up? <laughs> You, you could you could trademark it. I don't know. <laughs> Let me paint the page for you. <laughs> okay. That'll be an, I think that'll be a running <laughs> running phrase on the show from now on. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> Shh. Stop making me laugh. Okay. All right. So I was I think it was the summer before my seventh grade year, and it was the summer before my cousin's sixth grade year. We decided or decided we didn't have any decide decision in this uh our grandma took us to california to visit her sister okay and uh it was late at night we were on the pullout couch it was storming outside and we put on california the, in california what, the, what do you think they don't it doesn't rain in well, california kind of infamously whenever they get like an inch of rain that like everything spirals out of maybe control. it wasn't storming okay <laughs> Way to ruin my picture. No, paint your page. It's fine. (laughs) Let me paint my page, okay? (laughs) It could have been storming. It could have just been dark outside. I don't know. This was like 15 years ago, okay? You sure you're not just getting confused because it storms so much in the movie? (laughs) That's why I'm thinking. That's why I'm like backtracking a little bit. All right. So it was nighttime. (laughs) Not storming. It was just nighttime. Okay, guys, it was afternoon. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it was 7 o'clock in the morning. No. All right, enough. Enough joking. (laughs) We're laying in the pull-out couch, and we're watching—the movie's on the TV. And I remember we both had these thoughts in our head for some odd reason that we were watching a movie that we were not supposed to be watching. Sure. But, like, looking back, like, the movie's not that bad. I looked at the back of the box to see what it was rated, and it said it was PG. PG, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, a lot right of, there. there's a lot of sex jokes in it, though. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of cursing or anything like that. Yeah. My cousin Abby was a lot more fast to to notice those kind of jokes. I was just like, oh, this is a cool movie. The younger cousin was picking up on all the big dong jokes. I never said she was younger. <laughs> I thought you said you were going into seventh and your cousin was going into Oh, sixth. yeah, that's true. She was technically only 17 days younger than me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was just, I remember that night so vividly. Obviously not that vividly, if I can't remember if it was storming or not. But <sighs> to me, it was vividly. Like, I remember that moment in my life like it was like a big event. Sure. And honestly. I mean, do you I, mean specifically because of the movie or just because it was just such probably a. Probably because I was in California. Yeah. So it's We're, a lot easier to remember like memories when they're like on vacation in yeah. another state especially on the other side of the where at in california uh san clemente okay sacramento Sa- san clemente san clemente let's go with san clemente sure i'll ask my aunt jean later where <laughs> she lives <laughs> we'll just drop in a little voice clip of you being like actually it was sacramento <laughs> yeah. yeah that fits that flows in nice <laughs> <laughs> you'll just you'll just voice over that part <laughs> I'll ask her later. I can't remember. She's lived in both places. I just can't remember at the time where she was I'm just was curious. I mean, I've only ever been to L.A., so I don't really know what. Yeah, this would have been far away from L.A. Yeah. Both places are far away from L.A. Yeah, Sacramento is pretty far north, which maybe makes your storm claim a little more reasonable. Yeah, no. I remember every time when I went to – okay, it had to be San Clemente because I remember when she lived in Sacramento – 
uh, one of the times that we went there, especially when you go during like winter months, it definitely rains a lot more. Okay. Because I remember it rained the entire time we were there one time. Dang. <laughs> the entire time of three days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you're, you're, you're watching this movie. It seems almost like taboo for someone yeah. your age. Oh, yeah. And you're just, I mean, are you guys just, are you laughing a lot? Or? Yeah. We thought it was hysterical. Sure. I think. It was a long time ago. I thought it was hysterical. Who knows what Abby was thinking? Well, this was, I think this, I'm really glad you recommended this movie because this is like a very, very clear situation for me of like, if you watched this movie when you were like 12, it's probably like fucking hilarious. And now because you have that ingrained in your, it's like, like say Happy Gilmore for me or Dumb and Dumber. I still think those movies are really funny. I don't know if someone like a 20 year old watched it for the first time, if they would think it was definitely very funny. not dumb and gu- dumber. If a, <laughs> if a 30 a year old were to watch dumb and dumber for the first time now, they'd be like, this is, a, this is the stupidest shit I've ever watched. Yeah. But because it's, it's ingrained in my bones. Yeah. I think it's so it's the same funny. with minority report. Sure. I remember you specifically asking me like the quality of the movie. And I was like, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was what? 11, 12 years old to me back then. That was the greatest graphics and quality of my life. Yeah. Especially on the big screen at a drive-in. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. I, I love I love this dynamic of like, it's like, is this movie funny? Like me, not to tip my hand too much, like I, I chuckled out loud a handful of times. And I was like, there was a few times I was like, that's pretty funny. But like I, I sometimes I read reviews for, I was reading up like little reviews after I watched the movie. And it's like a lot of like, the credits are rolling and I'm still howling. And it's like, all right, buddy. Like, really, though? Yeah, like, I would uh, never say that much about this. <laughs> I mean, it definitely makes me chuckle consistently throughout the movie. But, like, I wouldn't be like, I'm cackling over here. I will say, I think it is a little sharper and faster than I'm giving it credit for. I think on first watch, there's, like, because when I was, like, really zeroed in and paying attention, the characters were always doing, like, a little something extra that is easy to miss. And if you're not paying attention, there's, there's a lot of like just little quick things, but then there's some like really on the nose stuff, not to jump too far ahead. But one of the things that really stuck out to me because I thought it was funny. And then the button on the joke was like too obvious when he's like, no, we will just take our defeats with quiet dignity and blah, blah, blah. Right and he's now. like, you son of a bitch bastard. And I started laughing. And then they finally <laughs> escort him away. And, and e- Igor turns to the camera and goes, quiet and what a dignified, he said. And I'm like, yo, dude, like, I got the joke. You didn't have to, like, turn Damn. the camera and do You that. said Igor. I was going to be correcting <laughs> your pronunciation on Igor the whole night. And then you went ahead and went with Igor. Uh, they, they never changed calling him Igor no. the whole movie. No, he like, took that. Like Fran- he, Frankenstein or whatever the Frankenstein. Hell. Frankenstein. He took does, that seriously. Yeah, he but he, like, he does eventually what? switch to Frankenstein towards the end of the movie. Yeah. So I'll probably just call him Frankenstein. Um, as long as you're okay with me correcting you. Sure. Because that's part of the movie. <laughs> that's literally part of the movie. Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like a lot, a lot of the reviews for this movie are basically like Gene Wilder yelling is really funny, and I'm like, it is pretty funny, but I mean, it's like <laughs> this is. I don't think I, I think I did write this down somewhere. Oh, yep. I think I will. I wouldn't say Gene Wilder is my favorite actor, 
but I would say he is a damn good actor. Oh, he's Especially fantastic. how serious he is with these comedies. He puts himself into these characters, whether it's a comedy or not. And he fucking sells it. I was kind of shocked Ugh. when I looked up his IMDb. He doesn't have as many acting credits as, you would, good. as you would think. That's like. good. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think these, peop- these, these people, <laughs> these actors and actresses who are just trying to get a job kind of sell themselves short because then they have a higher percentage of bad films. Yeah, I mean. Because they're just trying to make the money. He was like, I'm going to do stuff that I want to do. And, like, even with this, he had a lot of say with this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, I read that uh, he he specifically wanted Mel Brooks to direct it. Mm-hmm. But then he also was like, you cannot do your cameo that you usually do in this movie. Yeah, I have that written down. <laughs> yeah. That was like – because like, he's like, you will throw off the, the whole tone of the movie if you show up in this. Um yeah, they say they say they don't want him to break the fourth wall, but they break the fourth wall. Yeah, they look at the camera multiple consistently. Times. <laughs> but, I noticed that after I read about that. But he okay, Mel Brooks is not in the movie, but he kind of is. He does the werewolf howl and he does the cat screech. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> got it. Got to sneak so him he, in there. Yeah, somewhere. he's still snuck in there. Something I needed to double check, but I think I saw in the credits was that Gene Wilder is also the blind man. No, that's okay. Gene Hackman. Gene Hack, that was Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say because it's like they didn't look anything like Gene. Yeah, Wilder. I looked that up. Well, oh, I that was, did. That was Gene Hackman. Really. Yeah, Gene Hackman wanted to dip his toe in comedy, and you, you he, making the toe dipping motion will play really well on audio. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. For the for the audience, it was it was good. It was like a full stretch and then like a dainty little tap on the floor. It was. Really, really putting her all okay. into it. <laughs> Anyways, he wanted to dip his <laughs> God damn it. He wanted to dip his fucking toe into comedy. I, I, and so he Yeah. I did it again. <laughs> Anyways. They were both in uh, Bonnie and Clyde together. Yeah, they were also in producers. Oh, were they? I haven't seen producers either. Mm-hmm. That's another Mel Brooks I haven't seen. I haven't seen space balls either. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> I don't even know what it would do for me anyway, because I don't really like the Star Wars movies that much. I don't like Star Wars either, but I love me some Spaceballs. I do love Rick Moranis. I, I, I will say, fun fact. I don't know if this is an actual fact, because like, who <laughs> knows what my students are telling me throughout the day. But one of my students said that their nana did the lighting for Spaceballs. It could be. I mean, they're, those... That was an old movie, and it was a long time ago. Those movies have big-ass crews. Like. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put it past anybody. I'm not going to be, you know, like that's, whether that's the truth or a lie, that's a pretty cool truth. It's a pretty cool lie. That's one thing I really liked about this movie, though, was it uh, it did a good job of having the couple, there's like three big scenes where they, I guess I'd say four big scenes, you know, there's like five big scenes where. There's they, like 12 big scenes. <laughs> where they gather a bunch of extras together and give like make you feel like this village is full. But for yeah. the most part, it's a bunch of like purposefully chintzy sets. And like, just a, like when the credits were rolling, the credits were uh, for the actors were over really quickly. I was like, yeah, there's only like 20 people in this movie and only like five or six major characters. And I, I'd have to imagine that they made this for probably not. They probably didn't cost them too much to make this movie. Especially because they didn't like, <gasps> I have a fun fact. Sure. <laughs> the, the laboratory is from the original 1931 Frankenstein. I had you heard that. Knew that. No, I, 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 I could tell by your face. I, I wasn't shocking anybody. I, I didn't do that much research. But no, people listening, that's a fact that I can't imagine that people are. 
I only read up just so that everyone well, I can, uh, can sort of sound smart. <laughs> I can go into more depth about it. Sure. Um, Mel Brooks found out that the create I couldn't tell you the guy's name, but he found out that the cre- the guy who created the set from the original one was still alive, and he still had all the stuff in a storage facility. So he rented it from him. Okay. So. Yeah, that's. And the- then he gave him a credit. In the movie. That's something that I think we should put on the table, too, is um, one another reason why I wonder if this movie doesn't hit me as hard as some people is uh, I have no familiarity with any of the monster movies that this movie is parodying or doing, like, homages to or anything like that. Like, I haven't seen King Kong. I haven't seen the 31 Frankenstein. I haven't seen any of the wolf movies. I haven't seen any of the Dracula movies. I haven't seen Nosferatu. I haven't seen any of that shit. Like, and so I, I don't know, is that stuff, any of that stuff you've seen or is it? No. Okay. So yeah, young Frank, no. young Frankenstein still works for you. It was though. just on the TV once a uh, hundred years ago when I was in California. <laughs> That's the only reason why I ever saw it. And it was the only reason why I watch it now. Like, you didn't mention it was 100 years ago, so you're like a time-traveling this vampire. Is, this is awkward. <laughs> what a reveal. Buried in the middle of the Young Frankenstein episode. Buffy is based off of me. <laughs> I didn't know she was a vampire. I am Darla. <laughs> Darla. <laughs> yeah, That's they, why they kill me off so early. <laughs> um, is there any other comedies that you're like, this is a really good comedy, though, or anything that you think is maybe underrated? I'm the wrong person to ask, man. I love stupid comedies. I mean, I I love scary movie. Sure. I love uh ooh ooh um Life of Brian or Mon- uh what is it? Monty Python? Yeah, I the, love Monty Python. The um yeah, that's the uh name of, <laughs> name of the group is Monty Python, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so they did like Holy Grail. I don't and... love all their stuff because I think, I think their I've series only... and stuff like that kind of suck. Yeah. But like Monty Python's Holy Grail, love it. Um my mind is breaking. I, everybody is probably going to think I'm just trying to be excuse me, <laughs> like hipster or whatever. What's funny is uh I think the first time I watched The Holy Grail was a teacher put it on for a class. And that was the first time we watched it. But I think it was like Mr. Ox or something like that. Mr. Ott? Yeah. Ott, whatever the fuck his name was. I don't I know. don't like that guy. I mean, I don't. He failed me by 0.2%. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, you know, tough love. <laughs> I bet you he doesn't even know my name. Because honestly, I barely know his name. And you're like, look at me now. I'm a teacher. <laughs> well. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the teacher now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, the Monty Python, I, I couldn't help but think of, I, I feel like you, you can't not kind of draw comparisons between Mel Brooks and, and Monty Python, like very similar era that they were operating yeah. in very, very similar tones to their movies. Like very stupid humor. Yeah. Mon- I also love like Will Ferrell, oh, Adam sure. Sandler, mm-hmm. Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my favorite movie as a child for some odd reason. I looked, I rewatched it recently. Doesn't hold up. Oh, yeah. Well, it holds up for me just purely based on Fariza Bulk. (laughs) No. Oh, no. I love Waterboy. I was thinking of Cable Guy from Jim Carrey. Cable Guy's great. You're saying you don't think it holds up? It does. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm just remembering that whole scene of Cable Guy and he like looking through the pinhole. Yeah. Beautiful. They just don't make comedies the way they do. I like, I. 
I don't watch any new movies anymore because, like, I love horror movies. I love thrillers. I love comedies. But everything that comes out new, unless it's a kid's movie, sucks ass. <laughs> because the kid's movies, they're pumping out some great kid's movies. Like Flora and Ulysses, I was watching it with my class, and it is a great movie. Mm-hmm. But they can't make a decent scary movie or a decent comedy. I do think the, the broad comedies broad comedies and satires both seem to be just fully dead. Oh, and, and I'm not sure why. You like, couldn't pay me to watch a new <laughs> satire. Ugh. Yeah, the uh, the epic movie people Wayne, kind, kind of put yeah. that in the ground. Um, is that the Wayne Brothers or is that No, separate? the Wayne Brothers, like, they, they used they to... S- they they made it big again after like Mel Brooks put his yeah well it's like the Zookers mole away the Zookers are the ones that did like the scary movie stuff and, and then I think the Wayne's brothers took over that franchise eventually I could be wildly off base about that but um, my whole life will explode into itself implode I guess is the <laughs> word I'm looking for if I'm gonna Google that right now because I'm pretty sure Wayne Brothers did scary movie. I think they did three and four, but I want to say it was the Zookers that did one and two. But I could be super wrong about that. I'd be willing to admit. My whole life will be a lie. <laughs> Seriously, you have no idea. I'm going to have to call my mom about this. <laughs> I mean, there was like Airplane. And, and then. Uh, yes. There's uh, a movie I need to see. It's like uh, Top Secret. It's been like floating around lately. I've seen like little bits and pieces from Top Secret, which I think is a, a or like a forgotten Zucker Brothers thing. It's Wayne Brothers. It is the Waynes. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You were right. Now I, I think wrong. you might be thinking vice versa because I think the Waynes stepped back after a certain Ooh, point. You might be right. Uh, it might have been the reverse to where they they left and because the, I think at, at some point there was no more Wayne Brothers in those movies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I was younger, those movies were really funny, but uh, it's like. You rewatch them, it's just like there's like there's a pretty good uh, horror comedy satire movie that I like called uh, Behind the Mask with Leslie Vernon. It's like a sort of a spoof of like it, it's framed to where it's this this documentary crew is following this guy who's like a slasher serial killer, and it's really good. Um, I like that a lot, but yeah, satire's I'll gone. Have to check that out. The last time I heard, I have it on Blu-ray. I can just lend it to you sometimes. This chair's trying to kill me. <laughs> I should have gone with no arms. <laughs> like I heard that Game Night was really good, but that's like the last time I heard a comedy was like really good. I watched that. It was not that good. Uh, well, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, hey, let's uh, let's. We were already talking about Young Frankenstein. Let's yeah. get into it. Um, so I, I usually, like I always do, I like to talk about my preconceived notions. I really didn't know much about this movie going in. I knew it was a Mel Brooks movie. I knew it starred Gene Wilder. I was like, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, R.I.P. I, I was like, when did he die? And it was like 2016. But the recent death from this movie was Cloris Leachman. She just died oh. this year. Um, which, speaking of actors who've been in a lot of stuff, her IMDb, she has like, oh yeah, she has like 300 credits. Insane. I wrote down. <laughs> She was in my favorite uh, Olsen Twins movie, which was Double Double Toil and Trouble. Okay. She played Granny, and she also was in Raising Hope. Those are my two favorite things which she was in. Okay. I loved her. She was great. Sorry, I accidentally turned my headphones down, and I was like, why is her audio going away? And I was like, oh. It's It's probably for the best, because I think I gulped into the (laughs) microphone a couple times without even thinking about it, so I apologize. 
Yeah, well, I edit the podcast. To the sound guy. Oh, oh to you too. I apologize <laughs> to both of you. Um, I The Zach Gibson, that's not my brother. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wrote satire question mark because I just, I'm aware that it seems like everything Mel Brooks does is some kind of satire. So I was like, I guess this is a, a satire of monster movies, which having watched it now, it's like, yeah, it is. But it's like not a satire that I'm going to be picking up on a lot. But I mean, yeah, it's a it's a very subtle satire because there's a lot of like let's talk scary movie. You can obviously tell what part is from what scary movie. Yeah, uh, this is more of like when you, if you just watch it, you just think it's a satire from Frankenstein. Yeah, but then when you like watch it after watching those other movies or reading about those other movies or something like that, then you can pick up like, especially like there's a flashing scene. That's obviously from King Kong. Yeah. And I also think, um, the, uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware that like the, I'm aware that like the stage part where he brings him out, that's mm-hmm. like a classic King Kong thing. Like yep. we've captured the ape now gaze upon him. And he like breaks out. So like, <laughs> but like, I haven't seen the original, but I'm like aware of that trope. I have but. a fun story to say when we get to that part, <laughs> but I'll save it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I wrote Frankenstein question mark. I know that's not helpful, but I'm like, it's probably about Frankenstein. Guess what? It was, that was a safe <laughs> bet, but it's, it is, it is. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, that have been funny though? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know with young Frankenstein, I almost was inclined to think, oh, it'll be like Dr. Frankenstein, but maybe. In his younger days. Like a teenage Frankenstein. Yeah, but then you find teenage out. Teenage Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, you find out pretty quickly. That, that Where's that CW show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to tell Sam about that. <laughs> but uh, it's you find out it's his grandson yeah. uh, who is like a, now a t- teacher or whatever. He's he, Frederick. Frederick von Frederick. Uh, Frederick. No, it's Frederick. But yeah. <laughs> that whole scene it's of like, like, why is it not? Why is it not Frederick? If it's if it's Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have for my preconceived notions. Um, really? So, like, um, if people haven't watched the movie, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, I used to. That's the point of the show. Yeah, I, I, I was very, <laughs> I was very. Uh, I did a solo episode last night, and I was like, hey. I'm covering this movie. I'm going to spoil it. So either be okay with that or watch the fucking movie and then come back. And I was like, well, I'm being like really cynical. Pause the podcast (laughs) now. If you haven't watched the movie, pause the podcast now. Go watch the movie and then come back to us. Or if you're okay with spoilers, which I'm the kind of person who is. If I like the show. Depends on it. Yeah. This isn't a movie that's like. Like if you're coming to the last episode of Supernatural. Yeah. I'll cut you. If but I've watched all of Supernatural. If, you're, so you don't have to worry if about you're if you haven't watched Young Frankenstein, there's nothing in this movie that we're gonna like ruin for you. Well, well it can't. It's it was made in 1974, <laughs> so if you haven't watched Young Frankenstein, fuck you. <laughs> That's... I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, come on. Was, in come people's on. defense, uh, up until today, it, I hadn't seen it before either. But when I was I, like, I, as you can tell from my preconceived notions, I was pretty blissfully unaware of as I mean, to what, much, what happens in yeah. the movie. This it, isn't a movie that's like, this isn't like a the Godfather type movie to where it's like, oh yeah, that homage from Young Frankenstein was in this movie. This, hmm. this is its own little thing that it. Uh, and and it is it also because it's it's homaging so many other things itself. Like if you were doing a young Frankenstein homage, I don't even know how you would you you wouldn't just be 
doing the movie that it's homaging in the yeah. first place. But yeah, I don't know. So something I had like because this movie starts very old school. Um, right off the bat, you'll notice it's in black and white. Um, he <laughs> said. I can't remember if it was Gene Wilder or... Um, I think it was Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. I think it was a little more Gene Wilder, though, said he wanted it to be black and white. And even whoever sponsored them, what is it called? Produced the studio. Them, the studio. Uh, even tried tricking them into doing color <laughs> for, I can't remember, some kind of country out there who had just got color. They tried tricking them into doing a version with color, and oh, I, I'm pretty sure Gene Wilder was like, no. Because this was Gene Wilder's creation, yes. pretty much. That, that was one, in the opening credits. That was one of the things that I was surprised by. It was like story and screenplay by Gene Wilder. I was like, oh, shit, Gene Wilder wrote this. Let like, me tell you, my first <laughs> notions of this movie when I first watched it, I was like, man, this is an old movie. <laughs> This movie is from like 1920, man. Yeah, it, but it does a great job of capturing that vibe. <laughs> oh yeah. The one beautiful. thing that was kind of surprising to me was I watched it on Blu-ray, and uh, they didn't do the four by three aspect ratio. Like on my TV, it was like full 16 by nine. Um, I, that kind of surprised me when you do these like old school when you're trying to like capture the old school vibe. Usually they do the yeah. more like square. Aspect like ratio, yeah, but Buffy like, does that yeah, shit. like classic TV show stuff. That was just how to they keep shot the vibe. Well, that was just how they shot TV shows back in the day. TV shows were four by three. I'm fight this chair by the end of the night. <laughs> Do you Sorry. want a different chair? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, this this is like in sixteen by nine, and but not widescreen either. It was just like my whole TV was just young Frankenstein is pretty wild, but they do old school like uh, credits mm-hmm. where they're just like playing orchestral music. And it's and like, it's at the beginning. Yeah. Then they're just showing, well, they do it at the end too, but. showing everybody. And I'm like clocking all the names like Gene Wilder, Peter Boyle, Marty Feldman, Cloris Leachman, uh, Terry Gar, Terry Gar. Yes. And Kenneth Morris. Those are the only ones that, I don't want to say those are the only ones that matter because they, I think everybody in the world matters. <laughs> but in this movie, people can't those, see the sarcastic uh, face you're making. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> God. Anyways, those are the only actors that matter. In this no, I, I think that's fair. Those are our major players. Uh, that last guy is the guy who plays in, Inspector. Yeah, I didn't even see if that guy died or not. Yeah, Inspector. You talk. Ins- give me a second. <laughs> that, that's the guy that plays Inspector Kemp. Uh, people don't recognize him. I, I didn't really recognize him from anything else. My coworkers. Yeah, he's dead too. <laughs> it's not too surprising. There's he, only one person that's still alive, and that is Terry Gar, who plays Inga. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think Inspector Kemp. He's already not exactly spry looking in this film, so finding out he passed away is not super shocking. Uh, <laughs> but can I tell you real quick what he was in? Sure. He played. Get this, everybody. Grandpa Long Neck and Land Before Time, all of them. <laughs> that's and a, that's a cushy, he played cushy gig. King, was it Titan? No, King Triton and Little Mermaid and all, every single Little Mermaid, including Kingdom Hearts. 
Seriously? Dead serious. You look at his IMDb. It's just all mermaid movies and Kingdom Hearts. That's awesome. I was like, holy hell, this guy was busy. Yeah, I know. And he was in all of the Land Before Times. That's As funny. Grandpa Longhead. I think there's, what, 14 of those movies? I watched a YouTuber. She reviewed every single one of them. It was pretty funny. She ranked all tried, all the Land Before Time movies. I tried watching that, showing my son. I was like, nope, too emotional. The first one? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a sad movie. <laughs> let me show let me show my son how this poor kid loses his parents. <laughs> no, thank you. Hey, you gotta learn sometime. My son has gotten used to it. He goes, whenever a sad part's coming up, he goes, Mom, try really hard not to cry. <laughs> And I just look at him like, you little shit. Hey. I used to not cry about things till I had you. <laughs> what a loving Love relationship. Love you, Harrison. In case you see this in the future or watch this in the future. God damn it. In case you listen to this in the future. But not right know. now. Only 18 and up, Harrison. Yeah. Because we say <laughs> stuff like fucking shit and cunt on here. So you're not allowed to listen. <laughs> Let me see how, many times, how many different ways can I say see? <laughs> see when you watch uh, you when you observe this podcast <laughs> um, when you taste the podcast Cloris Cl- Leachman uh, I thought you were going to say I said taste and you, you started saying chlor and I thought you were going to say chlorofilm chlorofilm yeah I don't know I think you mean chloroform chloroform that's what I meant <laughs> oh well why I actually have no um, that was an easy mistake <laughs> I don't know. What's chlorophyll? Is that even a thing? Yeah, chlorophyll or chlorophyll is Chlor- what chlorophyll. plants. Chlorophyll? More like Boroughville. <laughs> no, it's the plants that make them green, right? Yeah, it is. I don't know. I was doing a quote. I'm just, this is why I'm a teacher's assistant, not a teacher. I was doing a quote from Billy Madison where he's like, oh. chlorophyll? More like Boroughville. <laughs> See, I think those movies are still funny. <laughs> no, I do too. I just felt like doing a judging look at you. That'll play well. I, there's a, I know they won't be able to see me doing it. But there, you know how some people are about Adam Sandler movies? Like, yeah. <laughs> Billy Madison? There's a point where you asked, you, you asked me a question earlier in the show, and I shook my head no, and then you answered. like, But I was like, I probably should have verbalized that. <laughs> I just went, shook my head, like, oh, yeah, that'll... Maybe uh, we should get a camera on here. Yeah, we can just... I, some people, they like to do the film thing, but I'm just like... I'd love to, because I would just be like this. <laughs> that'll play well, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> I, I thought you were just... I thought... I, I couldn't tell and if you were doing And next up, it. I'd do some cartwheels. Oh, she's oh, she's doing some miming. She's and she's trapped behind a wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we see the uh, castle in the distance. The thunder and lightning, epic music. Very. That's cl- not how it starts. The I, I'm just talking about the credits. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry it, for it, interrupting it's, it's you. Like I feel slow, so bad. Just a slow zoom in of the of the scary castle and um and it's just it's just fun. It's very old school like. It's like you said, if you didn't know when this movie was from, it's so expertly crafted Very to 1930s, emulate 1950s. that time. You, w- you wouldn't even know. It, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, you're right. The movie like kind of w- really opens with the coffin. Uh, no. We see the uh, coffin of... Uh, 
That, is that how it starts? I thought so. That's what my notes say. We just see that uh, Victor from von Frankenstein's coffin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, like pans right. across the coffin and pops open creepy dead body clutching a box. And there's like kind of a the guy like reaches in, grabs the box, tries to take it. Can't take it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> when I rewatched it this, or before I came in, I was making a sandwich during this. Okay. So when I came in, it was not the scene. So. <laughs> well, it's like that's my bad. So I forgot about the first scene already. It does. It does oh. start off on like not a great foot for me because it's the. This is like the first joke of the movie. Is this like he's trying to take the box and the corpse won't let go of the box? Oh. And I was like, okay, this is like because he like tries to take it. It springboards back. Second time, no. Third time, he like manages to get it and the hands like curl and it's like it's like kind of funny and kind of creepy which is like i get what they're doing they're trying to like set the stage here for like oh this is going to be kind of scary but kind of funny i hate to say this i don't think i've ever seen the actual beginning of it because i think i'm always busy making a sandwich during the credits because you like you know the credits are going oh the credits are the beginning let me go get a snack real quick and when you come back it's always in the college it's a really quick scene like it's like uh i just wanted to note it because it's like Right off the bat, the first joke doesn't land for well, me. Well, <laughs> let's just stop right now. I've already ruined this. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The second scene is the classroom scene. Can we pause so I can watch it real quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but the second se- second scene is... This is uh, my last episode, guys. <laughs> it's my last episode, too. I quit. <laughs> I protest. But yeah, no, we get the classroom scene, which is like, there's a lot going on here. I'm not going to go through it detail by detail, but if there's anything in the classroom scene that you're like, this really is funny to me, or if there's anything you want to point out for that okay, scene. I do. Okay, yeah, let's it. <laughs> I 100% do. So <laughs> when he's talking about something, and then he doesn't notice the scalpel, where he's just like playing around the, with the scalpel, and the one student's like trying to talk to him about something, mm-hmm. and he takes it. And he's just like, you know, hitting his leg and then he accidentally stabs himself in the leg. There are some like some heavy rumors that he accidentally stab like Gene Wilder accidentally stabs himself in the leg. Really? Yeah. There's rumors been going on for years about that. And I could I even Googled it and I couldn't find anything like substantial. So that's really it, interesting. I, honestly, I never it's probably guessed. no, yeah, it's probably <laughs> scripted hundred percent. But there is like back in the day, you know, there there could have been the whole of he thought it was a prop and it ended up being real and then accidentally <laughs> stabbed himself in the leg. And then it cut. That's why it cuts all weird, and then it comes back to him pulling out a fake scalpel out of it. Huh. But you know, that's just some rumors. He, but I do love that scene where he's just like accidentally stabs himself in the leg and then crosses his legs <laughs> <laughs> to kind of hide that he just stabbed himself. In well, the leg. What, what's interesting too is because he's talking about like he he does that whole demonstration of involuntary reaction yeah. to voluntary reaction, and he's like involuntary we can bypass and he just it can't. Or he's basically saying it cannot be bypassed, but then he stabs himself in the leg and he's doing a great job acting because. His the pain on his face is enough to where if you say to me there's rumors he did that for real I'm like maybe he did look truly in that's pain. why there's rumors um, but and, and he does like the little and le- it's Gene Wilder yeah and he does the leg cross or whatever like, I mean you can tell in this movie he's he's in it to win it like he is going 110 percent like because he's he's going all over the place because this is where we get the I have to take my shirt off sorry. <laughs> 
not, getting hot not, in here. Not everything, guys. No. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not getting Howard Stern in here. I still have here. a dress on. <laughs> it is, like, really warm. Yeah, I was felt like I was baking for a second. I'm going to hit pause really quick. Penis. <laughs> We're back from that break uh, with a... Back to penis talk uh, here on the Claire's Into Classics. Who was that? Some some rogue person ran in and whispered <laughs> penis into the microphone. That was fucked up. My friends would know that was never me. <laughs> but so we're talking about the classroom scene. Is there anything else? Like, I mean, it's a long scene. We, we That's esta- the only thing I have written down. I mean, we established the Frankenstein thing in this scene. There's like this particularly nosy student who is like a real asshole about the whole thing he's just like didn't your grandfather blah 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 and he's like it's frankenstein (laughs) i'd say my problem with that is they really made it seem like that guy was going to be later on in the movie be a part of this whole situation because he was (laughs) so like no i want to know about your grandfather's creation and you never hear from him again i'll say this is a good point to talk about this i think with when it comes to this movie any part of the movie that's like seems like a shortcoming or seems really silly, this movie's operating in this weird territory to where it's like, no, that's part of the spoof. Because essentially this student is like exposition dump kid. Aren't you the grandson of Frankenstein and all this blah, 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 and yeah. can't reanimate tissue? And it's like... You could say this is like really hack, but then you could be like, well, back in those old movies, they used to always have a guy who just like did the exposition dump. And so you can't really make fun of us for doing the same thing because we're just making fun of it. And it's like, it's like a reoccurring thing in this movie where it's like any of the like flaws can almost be hand waved away where it's like, no, they're doing a spoof. It's part of the genre. And I'm like, I can't tell if this is bad or if this is like funny because they're doing this. Like there's a lot of this kind of stuff in the movie. Yeah. And do let me know if you can smell my feet, by the way. I took my <laughs> shoes off. I'm sorry. I sorry. <laughs> You'll have to cut that out. But I do want to, to, to forewarn you. I really that. thought you were going to add something in. It's no. Like, you're just like, yeah, did, can you tell me? If, they're uh, just slip-ons. But, like, I did take them off because I, it was hard to just keep them on my feet. I think you're fine. Um, All right, cool. But, sorry. So from there, we get we get a really funny scene where he's on the he's on at the train station. And he's like saying goodbye to his girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh, darling, blah blah blah. Oh, don't kiss me though. I have to. My my makeup needs to. And like, it's like this. I mean, the whole joke is just like every time he tries to make a move on her, she's like, yeah. no, but my coat. Don't touch my coat. And yeah. Like, I don't know what accent That's I'm a, doing, but <laughs> she does. Oh, I think she does. She's uh, mimicking her hairdresser, hmm. or somebody's hairdresser. Cher's head hairdresser. That's a real deep cut. I, I definitely didn't read that. Specifically, Cher's hairdresser is what I read. <laughs> I can't remember if Elizabeth is doing it or Inga. I think it's Elizabeth, though. That'd make more sense. Why would In- Inga's doing like a sort of a slight uh, German accent? Gosh, she's trying. <laughs> uh, but uh, funny you mentioned the train. I do have a fun fact about that. Sure. You probably already know this. I don't think I know anything about the train. There is two conversations that go on on the train while he's on there. Okay. One is in English. One is in German. Yeah. They are the exact same conversation, just once in English. Oh, that's funny. Word for word, apparently. I obviously do not know German, but word for word, they are exactly the same. Hmm. I mean, that's like the kind of deep 
like joke stuff that's like I'm not going to pick up on that. But they, yeah, I mean, it's little touches like that that makes you. It does feel like it elevates the movie a little bit in terms of like there was enough care thought in that they did a joke like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, who, who's the, who's that even for? Like <laughs> somebody who knows German, <laughs> but that's funny. German and English the, is only for somebody who knows German and English. The train cut is pretty funny though, because they're like, everyone that wants to get off at New York, get off. And he just is like, Nope, not my stop. And then it like cuts to anybody that wants to get off in Transylvania. I was <laughs> like, wait, the, he took a fucking train to Transylvania. Like that, that definitely got like a chuckle. You out know of how me. great that would be though. <laughs> yeah. If we, I would take that train. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Transylvania. It's my dream. That was like... This, I, I hear it's boring, though. It, it's my turn to be, like, somewhat ignorant. I didn't do any research on Transylvania. Like, if you put a gun to my head and were like, is Transylvania a real place? I'd be like... I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I keep... I kept being like, why is everything... Because, like, Dracula's Transylvania, but so is Frankenstein, and so is the werewolf. Why is it all Transylvania? I don't understand. There's a show <laughs> I watched where this comedian... I can't remember what his name is. But he goes on, like, trips with his dad, and one of the places is Transylvania. Okay. Why is that the... Epi- That's all I can tell why you. Why is that the episode? Bam, Bam also likes to travel. Like, Bam Margera, he also likes to travel to Transylvania. You're your close friend, Bam. You just got yeah. by Bam. <laughs> you know, you, you might have heard of him. <laughs> Bam Margera. We go way back. <laughs> Early 2000s, where he was on that show called Viva La Bam. Oh, why was he all fucked up about that Jackass movie? <laughs> Did you talk to him about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. kidding. I have no comments on that. Uh, I mean, obviously, the whole show and a whole all those shows and all those movies were toxic as hell. I don't know what he's trying to say now. Like, come on, you guys were literally beating the shit out of each other. There was like a slight controversy with the latest movie. He got like got cut out of it, or they didn't like call him for it, or yeah, because he's still a drug addict. He's literally still a drug addict. Yeah, what's it like? Have you seen him? What's it like when Steve-O is doing better than you? (laughs) Right. Oh, Steve-O's doing excellent. He's still doing stupid ass shit. But man, he's traded his pills and his drugs for broccoli, apparently. (laughs) You seen that picture? Yeah, I did. That's why I was referencing it. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, you do you. (laughs) Um, So we meet, we meet, uh, well, first he arrives in Transylvania, and we yes. and we meet who seems to be Igor, soon to be revealed as uh, he's Igor. He's Igor, soon to be revealed as Igor. Revealed as Igor. Now I'm slipping up. Uh, okay, but and that's they, why I'm here. They have like a whole exchange about the the, the Frankenstein. I, that's film. my one of my. I have that written down as yeah. one of my jokes. Yeah, what, what's 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 the joke? That was you hilarious. Up? The the Frederick Frankenstein. He goes. Uh, so he's like Frankenstein, and he's like no Frankenstein, <laughs> and he's like, do you go by Frederick's or F- yeah, Frederick? Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, I go by Frederick. He goes, well, if you go by Frederick, why would you go by Frankenstein? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. He's like Igor. He goes, no, Igor. Yeah, and you think he's like being sarcastic, but he they, is. But they but they just keep the Igor thing. Yeah, for the rest of no, the movie. because I mean, what's what is Frederick Frankenstein going to say to that? <laughs> like, he know the reason why he went with that is because he's like, I, you know what? I'm already telling a lie about my last name. I might as well go with Igor. Or sure. Igor. 
Man, Igor is sounding so normal now. I'm like, Igor is the weird one. Yeah, Igor is, He's. you can tell right off the bat, he's a cheeky little bastard. Um, oh, I love I, him. I also was like, when his his reveal, he's like close up on the camera. And I mean, it's- He really looks like that Yeah, too. that was the thing. I was like, what the is? What are these prosthetics? And then you look the guy up and you're like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> that what he actually looks like. Holy shit. That's not prosthetics. That's aesthetic. Because I've- <laughs> Because he he looks like that in every movie he's in. I, I, That's his own aesthetic. I don't think I'd ever seen Marty Feldman in anything, and so seeing him was like really shocking. Um, I don't think I have written anything down for him. He oh. didn't. He didn't have anything that I was nope. like, oh, this movie. I uh, literally wrote nothing for him. But back to let's backtrack to Elizabeth. She was the fiance. She was in Clue. Yes. And Blazing Saddles. Yeah, which I have not but seen. But you have not seen that yet. She's in... Uh, but she is definitely in Clue as Mrs. White. Basically, uh, all the female characters in this movie are in, like, almost every movie Mel Brooks has done. Because, like, a lot of them are... Really? Uh, I don't really have anything wrote for Terry Gar, but I don't think I really looked for her. Uh, Terry Gar, I don't think, was as reoccurring. But Cloris Leachman and... Uh, oh, yeah. Cloris Leachman, for sure. And the woman who plays Elizabeth are in, like, all yeah. of his movies. Like, he clearly loved working with them. Uh, I mean, I mean, and with good reason. They're fucking hilarious. Like, oh uh, yeah, um, Madeline Kahn does a, <laughs> does a great job. She get, she only she's in the movie for two seconds at the beginning, and then I it got to the point where she's I was like hot. I was like oh we'll never see her again, and then the last twenty minutes she shows up and is like a major factor in the movie. She, and, she's very attractive. <laughs> I'd say so. I definitely she is. I think the movie. Uh, because of the wardrobe had had me going a little bit more in Terry Gar's direction, but you know, yeah, she's she's great too. Uh, I just don't love the Marge Simpson Bride of Frankenstein do at the that's end. That's not, yeah, I was gonna say that's not until the end, man. She had to, she had to. She's a Bride of Frankenstein. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, Igor is like, let me get your bags. And he goes to pick up the big one and he's just like, eh, never mind. He like picks up his little one and, and, and Frankenstein Steen has to take his own big bag or whatever. They arrive <laughs> and it, his, his they arrive at the castle and, and Igor is like, here's your assistant, Inga. She's just like introduced kind of just like, this is this incredibly hot blonde woman. She's your assistant. Yeah. And you're like, okay, who's this woman? Okay. And I'm going to say this right now. I don't understand the joke about, would you like to roll in the hay? Oh, like, yeah, I don't understand that joke. Did you think that was funny? No. I didn't. Th- I, to this day, don't think that's funny. <laughs> I think that was a dumb joke. She's like, you oh, want, would you want to roll in the hay? And he's like, she's like, see, look, it is very fun. It's like, and she oh, literally rolls joke. in the hay. <laughs> sex joke, I guess. Uh, I don't even think it's a sex joke. I think it's just a rant because I Googled it to see why it was so funny to people. And it's literally just because it's random. Really? I mean, yeah. it's a euphemism for sex. Is it? Yeah, roll in the hay or roll in the like hay. Would you like to roll in the hay? I guess so. I mean, Whatever. Like she says that. I guess I'm just not a pervert like you. That's true. I, I mean, I know all the, all, all the perv lingo. That's kind of my like expertise. <laughs> that's probably the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> um, Let me just lie to everybody. That's, sex is gross. We do... <laughs> Yeah, and that's why this movie's so nasty. Um, I hate this movie. That's right. I don't know why you asked me to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Taylor, <laughs> I know you've never seen Young Frankenstein, 
But I, I need exactly. you to I need you to make up a story about how you were in California and it was raining when you were in seventh yeah. grade and you watched it for the first time. What are you talking about? I'm still in seventh grade. I, I wrote this whole backstory. For that you. was only a month ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I, uh, but this movie's PG, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I forgot she was in the wagon. She's just in the back of the wagon. Yeah, just rolling around the hay. I'd completely forgotten about that. And they, there's a whole. I didn't. <laughs> Would you She's like to hot. Run? I mean, she is. They, She's they have, also hot. They have her, every outfit they have her in is like ridiculously oversexualized. <gasps> which again, it's like that thing. I even have a couple comments about that. <laughs> it's like the thing where it's like this is ridiculous, but it's also like. Again, probably poking fun at the movies of the time where mm-hmm. it's like you have some hot blonde and you just dress her as weird and skimpily. Like even I don't with, even think that's a play on older movies. Maybe, I think that's yeah. just popular in movies yeah, Maybe in Mel, Mel Brooks was like, you get the doctor's coat with the, look che- at with every the chest, other, low yeah. cut, chest cut out. <laughs> like, look at every Mel Brooks movie. Look at every Mel Brooks movie. There's hot women in all of them. Yeah, like Cloris Leachman. I almost said Princess Bride again. Uh, I mean. Uh, Men in Tights. Look at Men in Tights. What I keep meaning to say. Yeah. She's a pretty girl. I think so. I don't remember what she looks like. I don't remember who it is, but I'm sure she is. (laughs) Uh, There's like a funny exchange when they're riding up to the castle where you hear the werewolf howl. It's like, werewolf. And he's like, what? There's werewolves here? He's like, they're wolf. And there's like, again, this is another joke that's like, oh, funny play on words, but it's like not landing for me. But like, I get what they're going for. It's just like some Abbott and Costello shit here. I didn't laugh at the joke. (laughs) No. But that is Mel Brooks's howl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That's how he gets shimmied into the whole thing. Uh, speaking of animal noises, though, we meet Frau uh, Brulen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blocher? Blucher? Blucher. 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 Uh, Frau Blucher. Cloris Leachman, who... I'm just going to spit everywhere. Isn't, like, in the movie a ton, but she does factor in pretty She's heavily. In yeah, and so... I guess I didn't realize it. Do you know what the joke is? I, yeah. I actually know what the joke I, is now. But I Googled it. Yeah. like the- it, it is uh, It is supposed to be similar to an ominous flash of lighting or an organ riff. Oh, really? To when it's not about glue, if that's what you're thinking it was. Well, that was what I read. It was like people thought it was the glue, but it's nope. not. It has nothing... It has nothing to do with glue. It is everything about, like, you know, and, like, when something evil is about to happen in movies, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be something similar to that. I see. So, like, you know how some movies has, like, the organ riff, like, or, like, the lightning. <laughs> I talk too much with my hands in here. Uh, the lightning crack or anything like that. That's what it's supposed to be with anything that, like, evil is supposed to happen or talking about evil. That's what it is. So, Frau Bluche is supposed to be like that ominous yeah, she doesn't joke turn, to everything. Yeah, she but doesn't she's turn out to be too evil. evil. No, like, she's not evil at all. I noticed one of the top letterboxes. Is anybody evil in this? Like, not really. Even even no. like you you think like the German police guy is going to turn out to be kind of no, bad. He, He's just kind of like, oh, well, you talk. Let's go to the lumber yard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh my goodness. like I noticed one of the top letterboxed reviews was like the the quote that it picked out was the be careful on the staircase. It's treacherous or whatever. And I was like, which I mean, that wasn't a line that really stood out to me, but I guess it was worth somebody putting in their review. But 
she shows uh, Gene Wilder to his room, and there's like this. It's it's kind of funny. I don't think I laughed out loud, but she's like, "Would you care for some brandy before bed?" And then she goes to walk away, and then she like slinks back backwards and is just like how about some warm milk and he's like no i'm quite all right i don't know why i'm giving him a, a british accent because he's like american in the movie but yeah it's like almost like mid-atlantic accent thing that yeah. he's, he's done it doing but and she's like how about i can't remember what her th- some oval <laughs> i was like how about some oval <laughs> He's just like, I'm fine. Get out of here. And she, he sees her like kissing the Frankenstein mural and the mirror yeah. or whatever. It's like, ooh, spooky. She's got a thing. I want to know who the hell likes Ovaltine. Do you like Ovaltine? I don't remember liking it much growing up. I was definitely like a Hershey syrup guy. I ain't yeah. a chocolate milk person at all. I'm a strawberry milk person. So I'll judge the hell out of all of that. <laughs> Not all of it. Like, if you like regular Hershey's milk, that's fine. But the Ovaltine. stuff's nasty. It's supposed to have, like, vitamins in it and shit. Who cares? I don't know. Who's drinking milk for vitamins? Children? (laughs) I I know that's the joke, Jake. (laughs) Well, insert meme of joke going over my head. That's the joke. Um, (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. I have a terrible sense of humor. (laughs) Uh, Gene Wilder. Who drinks milk for vitamins? <laughs> baby cows. What do baby cows drink? Milk. I can't remember the joke. It's like, it's like, it's I like. I wasn't making. Well, I mean, I was well, making no. a joke, well, but like, like I wasn't like that, making a, a there's, a, there's, a, there's a series of jokes where it's like, it's like, uh, hey Taylor, say most five times fast. Most, 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 most. What do you most, put in the toaster? Toast. Bread. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> It's like, what do, what, uh, say silk five times fast. Silk, 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 silk. What do cows drink? Milk. Water. Ah, oh, God. No, they drink milk. <laughs> cows drink water. Baby cows uh, maybe drink milk. Calves. Cows drink water. You motherfucker. That's why I got off on that tangent. But <laughs> got you with both of them. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've been able to use that joke in years. <laughs> oh. My whole brain hurts. <laughs> I'm so glad my students can't watch this or fuck listen to this. Nobody shit. can watch this. Thankfully. Nobody can watch it. <laughs> um, Are you calling me ugly? Are you calling me fat? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's what I was going for. Not that this literally is in no video format whatsoever. And then you just insert like <laughs> footsteps and then like a door slamming. <laughs> Oh, no. So, guys, Taylor left, and uh, I'm just going to be doing the rest of the episode by myself. But, hey, you know, that's okay. Uh, I didn't need her insight on all the jokes that were actually funny because I'm flailing in the dark here. It's fine. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. Oh, my God, she's back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, He's having a nightmare. Okay, yeah. uh, He has, like, a whole thing where he's like, destiny. It's, like, super dramatic. And uh, Inga comes in. She's like, wake up, wake up. And she's all, of course, dressed like in a, like a sexy robe. And you... <laughs> Inga's all up on him. Yeah. The whole fucking movie. One thing that I felt kind of okay about with this movie, though, is is Inga, Terry Garr, Gene Wilder, and Marty Feldman. You just call- oh, yeah. Their chemistry with each other is, like, off Great. the fucking charts. Like, uh, the, the thing that really makes beautiful. this movie okay for me, like, even though a lot of the jokes don't work that well – Whenever those three are on the screen together, they just seem like they're ha- they have such good chemistry and they're having such a good time. So like all the stuff really w- where 
uh, Terry Gar is like in Gene Wilder's face and they're like almost nose to nose all the time, putting their heads together, touching each other. Sometimes they're like, there's so many scenes where it'll start and Gene Wilder will be standing like center frame and Marty Feldman will be leaning on him from one side and, and uh, Terry Gar will be on the other side. And I'm like, I just feel like, like, of course it's Gene Wilder. He's great. Like, why wouldn't you want to be around him yeah. and stuff? Like, like if I was Terry Gar, I'd like kind of, I'm, I kind of get why she's just like always like falling all over him and like fawning and stuff. But right off the bat, like, cause I mean, they already literally the second she was introduced, you get like the sexual tension of the characters, but she visits him in his room yeah. and you think like maybe something's going to pop off, but instead they go on this wild bookcase thing where I they like the, the violin, the violin. That's right. Is there anything about the, the bookcase scene didn't really do much for me. I don't know. It's like, he gets stuck in it. I did see a blooper. I watched a blooper, and he he's got his face smashed in there. He's like, "Carefully, dude!" And then he starts laughing. Like all the bloopers were like Gene Wilder breaking. It was kind of funny. I read that he <laughs> the biggest problem that all the actors had were that he could not keep character. Yeah, I watched like he a, would a seven, laugh all the time. Like a so se- many, the seven so minute things. blooper reel. He was the one that broke like. Every single time. That makes me happy knowing, though. <laughs> like, he's the one who's most in character, and he's the one breaking the most. Like, that makes me happy knowing that he's not some psychopath who's just, <laughs> like, straight-facing all these scenes, you know? Yeah. There was, like, a one memorable part of the blooper reel for me was, uh, um, there because was, I don't think I saw remember the scene from the movie where uh, Terry Gar is like, I always wanted to ask you, Doctor, how fast is the speed of light? And he's like, um, he's saying like the speed of light, but he's saying it in like a weird German accent. He's like, 186,000. And they're like trying to, even while he's like, he's doing this weird accent and they're like kissing in between it. And then there's like multiple takes of him just breaking because he like can't do it. Like, because he wants I, to keep kissing her. I was going to say, I was like, I have this like, I have this like fan theory that whenever there's a scene when you are like making out with like your co-actor or whatever, it's like technically you could like get pretty far into the makeout session and then break. I'm using quote, air quotes here. It's like, ah, darn, we got to do the scene again. Whoops, my bad. I'm like, oh, Gene, <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, but they they find their way into the basement. There's like cobwebs everywhere. They're like looking at like these uh, decomposed skulls for a varying like lengths or whatever. And they get to the end, and there's there's Igor. He's just like, eh. <laughs> they're like, ah, uh, and he's like, I'm scared. It's scary down here. Wait, master, you go first. <laughs> You're like, oh boy. But they, uh-huh. I mean, the point is they're they're trying to find the source of the violin. And they uncover Victor von Frankenstein's laboratory. Hold on. Okay. The skull part. Let's go back to the skull part. Any jokes you want to point out, please? That whole scene where it's going like, uh, you're dead, six months dead, three months dead, and then it's it's freshly dead, and it's just Igor's face going. (laughs) (laughs) That'll play well. (laughs) I love that scene. But that comes from me being a little kid watching that scene where his live head is just like, <laughs> and then he starts singing. And I'm just like, oh, that's classic Igor. <laughs> you know, you don't know him as well as I do. It's okay. You don't. You don't get the joke. There's it's a lot. There's a, it's lot, an inside joke, Jake. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's a running. There's a running gag of his hump 
where he's like, yeah, I could I could help you get rid of that, and it's on his right side. The but shifting. Then, home. then later, it's on his left side. Wasn't that on your? Never mind. Like, it's like because, yeah, because that also happens in uh, Frankenstein. No, sir. No, it happens in Men in Tights. Oh, I originally writ, wrote. Princess Bride, but it's I crossed it out and wrote Men in Tights after we but, had that conversation. <laughs> that was the note that I had to cross that out. It's in Men in Tights. There, with the is, mole. there is like an Igor character in, in Princess well, Bride, though. Well, yeah, That's technically, but I'm talking about the mole on yeah. the I can't remember his name. So you know, you know who I'm talking about. The guy with the mole. The mole, the mole, the mole. Every time you look at him, his mole's on right, the right, side right. of the face. And what's funny, because Franken, uh, Young Frankenstein obviously came out way before right. Men in Tights. Um, and I think that's where the mole thing came from. But in Young Frankenstein, the reason why that happened is Marty, I keep wanting to say Marty McFly, but that's not right. <laughs> Marty Feldman actually kept shifting which side his hump was to see <laughs> if other characters would notice it. That's why characters would be like, wasn't your hump on the other side? Interesting. So that was all kind of like ablived in the sense. And then just kept like, once it like started, it kind of just carried on. Oh, okay. That's fun to find out that they could play around like that on set though. Yeah. That's um, what's so great about comedies. <laughs> um, so, but the biggest thing here is they, they discover the lab. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, someone was playing violin music. There's like some funny jokes where he's like, somebody was playing this violin, and he's, I can't, I can't even remember some of the jokes, but like someone had a cigar freshly lit or whatever, uh, getting a hand. Yeah, can I backtrack for a second? Sure. Because um, this is the moment when you said you wanted me to start recording, or like you said, like yeah, I would love to know each when you messaged me. Yeah. On Messenger about knowing moments that I saw funny. So this is when I started writing my jokes that I thought were funny. So it's like in the middle of my notes and it's kind of backtracks. But I loved the lovely knocker scene at the beginning. Okay. When they first <laughs> when he's holding her and that, he goes, that, that did those not... some great knockers. And he's talking about the knockers. Yeah. And she goes, thank you. It only kind of worked for me because. <laughs> it's all out of order. Well, but the... I'm, back in, I'm back in order now. I promise. The, the big rings did make me. I was like, those are ridiculous. And then he's like lifting her out of the <laughs> wagon. He's like, those are some huge knockers. I can't even remember what he says. Well, like... It's like lovely knockers or nice knockers or something. I can't remember Maybe what mag- it is. Magnificent, something magnificent knockers. knockers. And she's just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and he's just like, what? <laughs> and she's just, All the characters take turns like having like various obliv- oblivious moments. Anything inappropriate <laughs> was my favorite part. Yeah. After you said, uh, start making notes of everything I thought was funny, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, Sorry. He, he finds the books. It's like Victor Frankenstein's like. How I did it, which is like I was like, I was like, I don't think the O.J. Simpson book had come out by then, but it did make. I mean, for some reason, the joke I thought of immediately was like, it was like, how I did it. If I did it, <laughs> yeah, the, I didn't do it, but if I did it, this is how I would do it. I was like, this definitely isn't in reference to that, but that was immediately what came into my brain. <laughs> Maybe this is where O.J. got it from. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah, he just loves fun, young, young Frankenstein. He is an airplane. Fun or, fact: No naked. Uh, gun. He's a naked gun. Fun. Yeah, he is. Fun. I think he's also an airplane. 
Hmm. I could be wrong about that. Do not yeah, but you quote could, me on you that. You could be right. Yeah, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, fun fact about O.J. Simpson. <laughs> not really about O.J. Simpson, but about his wife, Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh, my aunt was a part of the whole abuse protest what charity thing. The the Nicole Brown Foundation, to be specific, and she was a part of that. So I have a bunch of sweaters that say Nicole Brown Foundation and stuff like that. But no, my Aunt Jean has been to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, that's cool. Because of the Nicole Brown Foundation. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I've met Nicole Brown's sister. I, should... I couldn't tell you what she looked like or how she was because I was like five at the time. But if I had, I if I had to take, her. if I had to take a wild swing, I would bet she looks somewhat she similar to Nicole Brown. Probably, <laughs> probably something. Uh, Nicole Brown's sister. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a child. I almost just said him Nicole Brown if you're listening to this. <laughs> that would have been a little awkward since she's Hey, we get a lot of listeners from heaven or whatever tuning in. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh the next day at breakfast, there's like a funny little you want another kipper? Uh which is like really gross to me, but <laughs> hey, that motherfucker was huge. <laughs> but uh... that thing was a foot long. <laughs> Speaking of a foot long, they start theorizing on the kind of body that they need to have for to put the brain thing in. And there's like, yes, it needs to be as big as possible because it's hard to work the things. And Igor has like a drawing that just straight up looks like Frankenstein. And I think right here, I want to say they do a big dick joke here. Yeah. Uh, they call it like a Schrodenang. <laughs> oh, she, he'd have to have a huge. Long Schneider or something like that. I can't. I couldn't like quote exactly. I guess I could Google it, but like, what's the fun in that? <laughs> we Schlein, know. Schlein, whatever. Germans, German dick. Schlein you know, Schwanger or something. Some kind of German dick. Who knows? And there's like a moment where like uh, Frankenstein is like Frankenstein. Frankenstein's like. uh he just kind of goes, mm, okay. But they decide they're going to find the body. We see a guy get hung. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> swaying the picture back and forth of this character. And then it, what is it, cuts to the next scene of the guy's body swinging the same yeah. motion. But they, That's the, where Peter Boyle comes in. Yeah, they the guy gets buried. And then as soon as they leave, Frankenstein and... Igor, damn it, Igor. Igor. Uh, they immediately dig up the body. I remember one review really pointing out the Igor throwing dirt over his shoulder. They thought that was really funny. But they get the coffin. They're trying. Uh-huh. They're trying to take it back to the thing, and there's a whole exchange where the coffin falls out and his arms fall out, and they have to like confront the police officer, and he's got to pretend that one of the arms is his arm. So it's like a whole. Uh, like, I don't know. I guess they thought this was really funny because that's basically like <laughs> half the character joke of the Kemp character later. Cause he has a wood arm that they constantly yeah. have to like flail around <laughs> or whatever. But I feel like this is where weekend at Bernie's comes from. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it's, it's like kind of funny, but I mean, F- Frankenstein says to Igor, you need to go get me a brain for the thing. And I want you to get this specific guy's brain and you get like a, 
Well, again, something that didn't quite land for me, but I'm sure was kind of funny, was the he goes to the brain depository. If you have a brain after 5 p.m., just drop it in the box. Like I was like, that oh. you're laughing right now, Jake. You're laughing right now. This How did that not click for you then? <laughs> this, this reminds me of like trying to describe Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> to people. I didn't I laugh. Love at, Napoleon I Dynamite. didn't laugh a single time when I watched that movie. But when I was like describing scenes later, I was like chuckling while talking about it. So that's why I was kind of curious what would like I hold love up. Napoleon Dynamite. I <laughs> quote that to this very day. Have your me and me and my me and my cousin Haley actually created characters based off of Napoleon Dynamite called <laughs> Starla and Darla. Yeah. Anyways. Excited for that so, YouTube series. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both adults now. She's a kindergarten <laughs> so you, teacher. I work with special ed, so. So you can't do a YouTube series? <laughs> no, we're a little too old for that shit. <laughs> Anyways. Like, I'm talking about, like, we were young when we were, like, when the movie came out, I was, like, in seventh grade. Sure. It's been a long time. Been a long time. Anyways. It's been a while. So you were saying that wasn't funny. And I specifically <laughs> wrote when Igor is afraid of his hand through the door <laughs> in my jokes. Because <laughs> me and my boyfriend both laughed out loud for that scene. Really? We're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he still has his hand through the door. Because, like, this happens in real life. And I'll use this ex- example because I know my boyfriend won't listen to this. But a lot of people getting call outs this episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> Love you. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I had a headband. I cleaned out my car and I had a headband on the, the, the headrest. And I forgot about it. And then we went to Corner Pocket later that night. Okay. And he I was feel in like I can already see where this story is going. It wasn't just any headband. It was like a Valentine's Day headband from school where it had like the little hearts. <laughs> <laughs> he sat back. We were already at Corner Pocket. I was parking the car. And all of a sudden, he like reached, he reached back and like accidentally touched it. <laughs> And he freaked out because he he thought it was like an animal or a bug or something. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there watching him literally (laughs) flail around. I'm literally laughing to tears. (laughs) Tears. Because I know I should have warned him that that was on the headrest. I know he didn't see it. I, I I remember cleaning and putting it on the headrest going, I'm only putting this here right now to get it out of the way. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the funniest shit ever. And so when when he has his arm through that door, it just cracks me up because that shit happens all the time. Happens all the time, man. If you say so. I'm telling you. it was. <laughs> it's funny, Jake. <laughs> I mean, it kind of happens again because he... He gets the brain that they asked him to get, and then he sees himself in the mirror and freaks out and drops the brain. That part's not funny. (laughs) That's not funny. That's terrifying. The brain? No, seeing yourself in the mirror when lightning strikes. Have you ever done that? I don't think I've ever done it while lightning strikes. I have. It's terrifying. Uh, I guess you did tell me for about five hours every night you stare at yourself directly in the mirror with, like, nothing else going on, and you just, like... Lock eyes with yourself. So I'm sure some thunderstorms have overlapped with that at some point. So I, I, I are get you what fucking is. with me right now? Yeah, I'm fucking okay. with you. <laughs> did I say that last time? <laughs> no. 
You can't do that to me. It's called sarcasm. Yeah, well, I say weird shit, so I could, I could very well tell you that because I kind of do that every night. Oh, so then I was just being, I was right. That's why I was kind of looking at you weird, like, how do you know this about me? Have you not seen the YouTube channel, Taylor Guy stares at herself in the mirror for five hours every night? Not yet. I haven't uploaded yet. <laughs> no, that's a different guy that's taping you. <laughs> Taylor guys. Uh, Anyways, moving on. Oh, big! I mean, we get the big scene. He, they got the brain. They put it in the body. Peter Boyle makes his appearance. Says he's not alive yet, but there he is on the uh, slab or whatever. Gene Wilder does his huge monologue of "We will create." Hold life. on, are you not going to address what happens with whole brains yet? With the, uh, wait, what? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, he dropped it on the floor. Yeah, and then what he grabs, are we saving that part for a little bit later? No, I mean, he. we see it in the scene. He grabs a brain that just says, uh, Did um, you hear that? I think it was me touching the mic. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think he grabs a brain that says, like, do not use abnormal brain. And yeah. he's just like, Seems fine, and that's the brain he chooses. So we as an audience are like, uh-oh, the brain he grabbed is the wrong brain, not good. And so, you know, we, we have like sort of a – we know something's going to go awry here, but we get yeah. a big, long sequence of him. It's like, it, we will create life. We will throw the gauntlet of science at God. <laughs> we will create our own destiny. And then lots of throwing switches and – I don't think this is a good idea. Blah, blah, blah. Big scene. Throw the third switch. Not the third switch. Like, but, you know, he does. It's a classic, like, lightning Frankenstein. I skipped over the part where he's, like, putting the kite out there. And he's like, don't stay out there too long. He's like, why? You'll get electric. He, like, uses his stethoscope as, like, a megaphone. And then Igor just appears next to him. He's just like, what the fuck? And he's like, how'd you? You know what? Never mind. Like. There's a lot of just hand-waving. Did you tie the kites? <laughs> of course I tied the kites. <laughs> Good man. Uh, but it doesn't seem to work. And it, we get that scene that we talked about earlier where he's like, we take our science losses with oh, quiet right and dignity. Yeah. <laughs> we take our feel- failures quiet, or with quiet dignity and grace. And then it's just kind of silence. Then he chokes and yells at the monster. That's what <laughs> yeah, he's I wrote. Like, he's like, you son of a bitch. How dare you? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and like I said, we get that button on him where he's like, quiet and grace. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, got, I got the joke, guys. <laughs> like, you don't have to. Um, but they're at dinner later and he's just Hold like. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Because Igor, because he says, where did you get this brain? Is this, uh, because fun fact, um, Hans Delbruck is what the brain was supposed to be. Yes. Who is an actual person. He was not a scientist. He was a military historian. But I think his son or his grandson was a scientist. That's who the brain was supposed to be. And he's just like, did you get Hans Delbruck? And he said, well, we no, don't. We don't no. get. We don't get this scene until a little bit later. No, this is the scene. No, because there's like a whole dinner scene, and then the monster comes back to life, and then they oh, go down yeah. there. I'm sorry. And then the monster's acting weird, and then he's like, 
He's like, where did you get this Just spring? kick me out now. <laughs> That's fine. God damn it. I can't do any of this shit. That's fine. The one thing I do with my notes we is meet ha- keep, keep we, track of yeah, the order. We meet. That's what I thought I was doing. Jake, that's what I've, I was I've got the order. You, you got the jokes. It's because my <laughs> jokes and the order is separate. <laughs> like, here is my order, and then here are my jokes. Well, the dinner scene's only noteworthy because it's like... She's like, you've hardly touched your food. And he's just like, <laughs> and like sticks his. So cut that whole scene out and then I'll, I'll do the whole thing. Again. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Cool. Uh, that would be perfect. All right. Let's backtrack a little bit. Let's go back to um, wherever you think is best. Oh, uh, well we get the, he fails and chokes the thing. And then yep. he, we go to the dinner scene and it's just funny. Cause she's just like, Oh, you've hardly touched your food. And he like squishes his hands in the food. He's like, there, I've touched my food. Are you happy? <laughs> He's just like depressed. And, but then they like kind of get over it. They have like a little conversation. Then later Igor is like, what kind of cake is this? He's like, Oh, it's actually this kind of cake. And then he, you hear the, mm. he's like, he's like, Oh, you, you like it that much. He's like, what? I didn't is say that anything. before or after you meet inspector Kemp. Ooh. Uh, Cause are- I have inspector Kemp. No, you're right. We do get the town hall meeting before this. Okay. You're 100% right. Because I do have, I do have like the whole Frankenstein. Yeah. It's in their blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, so the fail- Something kicked in when I act that. It yeah. Was, it's just vibrations. Um, but Something in my body. It, I, maybe I'm Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, you're right. Before we get the dinner scene, uh, we get the town hall meeting where they're like, something must be done about Frankenstein. It's in their blood. They're bad. And. <laughs> And they, they call in Inspector Kemp, and they're like, what do you think? And he just does a lot of weird German shit, and he has, like, a wooden arm that he has to, like, manipulate. There's a lot of business with him, like, lighting his cigar. With and, his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wrote Who Runs the World and with question mark and then Frankenstein because I was thinking of the song from Beyonce, Who Runs the World? <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> Who runs the world? Just ignore me. There's a TikTok. I'm a child. There's a TikTok right there. But yeah, I mean, it's important. <laughs> it's important. We get to st- we get introduced to Inspector Kemp. Yes. And he's a lot of like him being super German and, and the townspeople being like, "What? What did you say?" He's like, "I said we need to work a star." Um, but I, I didn't find his character super duper funny. Um, he's fine. Oh, yeah, I already told you but, what he does. But it is important to meet him. But then we get the dinner scene, like I said. Mm-hmm. Food touch, the mm, stuff. He's like, oh, you do like it that much? He's like, I didn't say anything. He's like, what's that? Oh, God, it's coming from downstairs. They go down there. The monster's the monsters alive. And so they go to release him. And everything seems like kind of fine. And then just out of nowhere, Igor is like, you know what? I'm going to light up a cigarette for no reason. And the monster freaks out and starts choking uh, Frankenstein. And they do probably one of my favorite bits in the movie is he's like, give him the and he's getting choked. And they're like, okay. And they oh, play, the, they play the like charades. charades or whatever. He's like, okay, three words, first word. And they do this whole, I love like how we said charades at the same time. <laughs> um, it is, it is a good bit. And I, I like, I like, I kind of do like how long it goes. Peter Boyle's just choking the shit out of Gene Wilder for like an excessively long time. One word, three <laughs> syllables. It's like said, said, uh, uh, like I, I can't remember what they say instead of div, div but but said to give. Yeah, said to said to give. Said to give. Finally, they get it, and Inga shoots <laughs> shoots Frank uh, the Frankenstein's monster in the butt, 
and puts him out. And you get the whole exchange where Gene Wilder is like, "Hi, Gore, come here. I'd like to. I'd like to chat with you." And he sits down on the floor. He's like, "No, no, no. Sit, sit here. Sit here. It's fine. It's fine." So, um, when I told you to go get that brain, did you get the right brain? He's just kind of like, "No." He's like, "Whose brain did you get?" Uh, Abby, normal. Uh, yeah. And he's like, "This is where I wanted to come in." At. Yeah. So. Uh, so like. My cousin, who I originally watched this with, <laughs> her name is Abby. Um, and I can't, honestly, it was so far back ago. I can't remember if I actually called her Abby normal all the time. <laughs> but I look back on that and go, if I didn't, I was a fucking idiot. I missed out on an opportunity. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> I don't know why I made such a big deal about it, but I really wanted to call her Abby. Either I... C- like I said, long time ago, I either called her Abby normal all the time or I wanted to call her Abby normal. That I might have said it under my breath or to my friends. Either or, she deserved to be called Abby normal. <laughs> any, any people with... Bitch. <laughs> any people with Abbies out there, you can, you can use this for yourself. Um, Whoa. Don't be tying me to all the Abbies out there. I don't want a bunch of crazy-ass Abbies fighting me. <laughs> On the street. Uh, one of the other bits that I do like is uh, Inspector Kemp from the town hall meeting says he's going to go visit Frankenstein. And so we get this like funny dart scene where they're just like playing darts and having a conversation. And Kemp's like cheating at darts when uh, Frankenstein's not looking. He snatches them all up and slaps them back into the thing and like slams his own chest to make it seem like he's throwing the darts. And then he keeps like being like, oh, maybe you do. And then like right, right, when, right when he's trying to. Uh, throw the dart he just misses wildly and i really like the button on the scene too when the car is trying to drive away yeah and i the darts are in the wheel i definitely <laughs> wrote down oh i should probably talk into the microphone i definitely wrote down when he is yelling when frederick shoots darts yeah <laughs> like every time every time dr frankenstein Shoots a dart. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, this conversation seems to make you uncomfortable or whatever. I feel like I took that personality trait into real life because I do that whenever I've ever played beer pong or any kind of game. I was <laughs> like rewatching this made me realize that I. I'm 100% sure I got that from that movie. Because, like, he did that, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I also wrote the whole scene where <laughs> he gets into his car, and it's just flat tires yeah. <laughs> because that, that, of Frankenstein not getting any of his yeah, shots. Yeah, that, that's a good joke. Um, but right from there, we roll into Blucher mm-hmm. releasing the monster. Uh-uh, it's Blucher. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to make like a horse whinny, but she releases the monster and basically reveals, I played the violin. I lured you down here. Oh, uh, you're saying it without any kind of dramatic, <laughs> you know, I played the violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot she just has the violin because <laughs> the, the monster is going. Because that, that's my favorite part of the whole scene of I played the violin. <laughs> I... Did whatever. <laughs> I left the cigar. <laughs> and I let him free. Oh, I was Frankenstein or no Frankenstein's 
girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I think that's when I fell in love with the violin. <laughs> well, the violin plays heavily because not only does it lure Frederick, but it works to like subdue the monster as well. And go ahead and cut whatever you want from that whole thing. <laughs> no, I like Me whole going to, trying to talk through that whole thing. But the, the biggest thing is she lets the creature, as they call it in the movie, he gets free. And we get like a couple of vignettes of him meeting a little girl. You think maybe something bad's going to happen, but he just like picks flowers with her and then sits on the seesaw and launches her through a window. I wrote, yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> Uh, as my favorite funny parts, uh, right here, um, girls. I'll I'll just read exactly what I wrote. All right. So one Frankenstein breaking the door down, which was obviously a fake door, like completely fake. Like, come on, man. When he's leaving the blind guy's Put place. Put some. No, we're not even there yet. The blind guy isn't until. Wait, is the blind guy before that? No, I mean I, he doesn't. Like no, the blind guy's after that. So it's just when he first leaves the castle. Oh, I don't think I remember that. Yeah, he rewatch it. <laughs> when he, don't even rewatch the whole movie. Just rewatch <laughs> that scene and look at that door. That looks like chocolate breaking off a of chocolate. <laughs> um, and then when he, the girl's like, "What shall we throw in now?" And then he literally looks at the camera. <laughs> what should we throw in now and then they sit on the seesaw and he sits on it and the girl just flies back into her bed yeah. and the parents are like oh thank god <laughs> they just got done boarding up their house or whatever because I was like I know we're not to the blind guy yet because I have fun facts about that one sure Peter Boyle, who plays the monster. Yes. Which we a lot, also... A lot, of pe- a lot of people would know him from Everybody yeah, Loves Raymond. Yeah, Frank. He, he plays Frank in Everybody Loves Raymond. He's been in he's also a dead. lot of stuff, though. Like, especially the 70s. He was in a lot of big um, movies. We only know him Everybody Loves Raymond, though. So <laughs> It's not like he's alive to like be like, uh, no, you guys know me from other stuff. I'm just saying, like, like he, he's a lot more prolific than I think people even realize. Just because he was, most people recognize him from that show, but it's fun. I, I knew he was the monster, but it wasn't until he sits up at first and you see his face. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely Peter Boyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely Frank. But yeah, he, there's a blind guy like, please, if you would just send me Gene one. Hackman. Yeah, I didn't realize that was Gene Hackman. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that whole scene is full of gags that are like fine to me i guess you seem to have a lot i not i have one okay (laughs) i literally only have one thing written down for that scene and it is peter boyle because that scene back in the day it's really hard to make fake steam yeah so that stuff's actually hot so peter boyle wore a padding like on his crotch area <laughs> to prevent burns I, that's what i wrote uh road that's what i read today okay about that scene who knows if it's true but i read it so it kind of makes sense it actually on, it was on the internet it was on imdb so <laughs> you guys take it as whatever you want But yeah, I believe it. He probably was wearing it. I mean, back then, especially when you're doing black and white, you really want that steam to pop out without any color. So I believe it. Yeah, he this blind guy is just pouring soup in his lap, uh, trying to pour him a drink and then smashes his mug. And like we're getting some weird stuff from the creature here because the creature like 
up to this point, it's like capable of capable of going and doesn't seem very aware. But in this scene, the blind guy is the one that's actually kind of goofy and, and he's playing kind of the straight man in the scene. So it's this weird reverse thing where his wine gets smashed and you're like, he's like, he does the fourth wall <laughs> thing where he stares at the camera, yeah. like Jim Halper, you know? Yeah. But then like the blind guy gives him a cigar and he's trying to like teach him that fire is not bad, but then he lights his thumb on fire. And I love that scene. Yeah, the creature freaks out, bursts through the door. He's like, "Wait, why are you going?" Is oh. that one of the scenes you just didn't you just didn't laugh at? There wasn't anything I laughed at out loud. No, like the the. <laughs> I figured, I figured if any scene, it would probably be that scene. I was it was entertaining, and I was the priest. I also was like the priest was acting so weird. I when he kept feeling him up at the beginning. I was like, I was like, are they gonna like fuck? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't understand what's. That's what, me what? in every movie. <laughs> are they gonna fuck? <laughs> yeah, where, where, my boyfriend's just like, shut the fuck. Where's up. my Where's my blind priest creature fanfic <laughs> from <laughs> from Young Frankenstein? Where's my Frankenstein <laughs> blind preacher fic? I'd I watch it. I, I, I actually, it goes to the point where when uh, don't he, look at my search engine. <laughs> your search engine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sounded so old just now. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I asked Jeeves if there was any young Frankenstein fan. You <laughs> asked Jeeves, my home slice. <laughs> I ain't nobody better than Ask Jeeves. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought we were gonna get more vignettes, but at this point, they they recapture him. They uh, they have like a fun scene where Frankenstein is like. Uh, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go into the room with him, and no matter what I say, don't let me out. And he has a heart to heart with the monster. And from there, we get the King Kong thing to where he's gonna show off the monster. We have the crowd; they're being, je- they're booing and jeering. He's like, "Please, this is science. I was like you." And then we get the putting on the Ritz scene, which the putting on the Ritz scene is probably the most I laughed during the movie. Like every time it, he would cue the creature, and he'd be like. Like that actually got me for some reason. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it did. Oh, I had a fun <laughs> fact about putting on the Ritz. I'm skipping a bunch of stuff. That's going fine. Straight to this. Uh, uh, I did a tap dance to putting on the Ritz. Oh, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> There's a fun fact for you. <laughs> fun fact: I did a tap dance to put putting on the Ritz when I was in high school. But once again, check it out, Northeast School of Dance. <laughs> once again, the fire comes out to where the creature freaks out. The crowd immediately turns on him. Please don't humiliate him. You'll turn him. They start pelting him with cabbage. They capture the monster. I think at this point, Frankenstein has decided he's going to be Frankenstein from now on. I think I, I think he's made that transformation at this point. Or we can just keep calling him Frederick. I was okay with that. Um, but Yeah, that's pretty much when he becomes... Like, all right, yeah. Because when he's going, he be- makes it so because he gets locked into the room with. Him. Yeah, because he gets locked in the room. He's like, we're gonna and do a stage like, show, and from now they're like, Frankenstein, are ca- you okay? He's like, I am Frankenstein. I'm no longer Frankenstein, Stein. I am Frankenstein. He's so fucking dramatic. Yeah, everything like Gene Wilder, <laughs> fucking chill, bro. I wonder how chill he is up in heaven. <laughs> Well, we get a, a scene of Inga like comforting him, and she's like, "I wish that was something I could do for yeah, you." Yeah, I have that written down. <laughs> and then and Inga try. I have written down Inga trying to give some 
peace and air quotations, <laughs> which turns to intercourse. Yeah. They, <laughs> That's uh, what I have written down. Uh, and Cloris Leachman comes in to like find them and they get lowered down from the yeah. bed or whatever. He's like smoking a cigarette and you're like, oh, yeah. they just hooked up. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-oh. But you... What's what's the news that that uh, you, you you say it better than I can? Bruller, Bruckler, Frau Blucher, Blucher. She's like your Blucher. your fiance is coming, and it's like oh no, uh, he finally hooked up with Inca and and Elizabeth. I don't coming. think he ever says oh no. I don't think he ever fucking cares. Well, to be honest, I think he literally had no care in the world. He was just like oh shit, I should probably put pants on. <laughs> but they greet her at the door. And, yeah. and immediately, oh, and the, here's my thing. I'll I won't keep interrupting you. No, you're fine. But I love being interrupted. Thing, my thing. I literally wrote, "Why the? F-? I didn't say why the fuck, but why is Inga wearing a sparkling gown to meet his fiance? Because she's got like, to show her up. He's she's literally been wearing like, uh, like outfits for like winches. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like peasants or like stuff. Sci- scientists. Like, coats with- if you've watched this movie, go rewatch it, like skip to the scene and you will notice that she's wearing a sparkly <laughs> gown. Yeah. I was watching. It. I literally wrote that down. It, Why is Inga wearing a sparkling gown? <laughs> it's it's kind of subtle, but Elizabeth and Inga, like the way they look at each other, is kind of odd. But the well, not uh, really. She was more interested. I think Elizabeth was so freaked out by Igor, yeah, or Igor that, that's, that he was. That, she was just like, "How are you?" There's almost too much going on in the scene because you're, you're as a, as a normal moviegoer, you're almost expecting there to be some weirdness between. Frankenstein and Inga and Elizabeth, but then Igor is is here, just making he it everything infinitely ev- more weird. He repeats everything that he's like swatting. He's like swatting. Frederick had just said, yeah, and and he, she's just like, what the fuck? He, he like immediately starts hitting on Elizabeth, and she's like, yeah, wait, what? Uh, maybe I am tired. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then there's like. One of the biggest parts of the blooper reel I watched was the scene and they were shooting it from all these different angles where he's like, he's like, can you help them with the bag? He's like, yeah, you take the blonde one. I'll take the one in the turban. And then he like chomps down on her shoulder. Yeah, I have that written (laughs) down in here. That that was one of the biggest. That was probably the scene that had the most cuts to it. Because every time he would bite down on Elizabeth's. Fake fox. He would get a mouth mouthful of fur, yeah, and everybody would crack up, and then he'd have to do it again. <laughs> so he had to get the fur out of his mouth and redo it. But I was, uh, the, yeah, I have that run down, and then I also have, uh, oh, um, <laughs> do, do, what do, movie are we do, talking do, about again? Do, um, do, do, he do, do, do. he keeps. Who's the main character? <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, Frederick Frankenstein. I know. I have. I have undiagnosed ADHD. Okay, give me a break. Um. Anyways, he pretty much says he keeps mispronouncing fiance. Yeah, he's like this is my financer, Elizabeth. Finance. Finance. From there, we get like a brief scene where uh, the monster's in prison and he's yep. being teased, but. The gist of it is he he escapes because he gets mad and escapes. There's a scene where Kemp is like 
I said that the riot riot is violent, but it is time for a riot. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go riot. We get this like weird aside to where uh, Frankenstein and, and Elizabeth are chatting and she's, she's all like, don't you want to wait till marriage? You wouldn't want to ravage me now. We've been waiting so long. And he's like, yes, yes. And then she's like, no, don't. And it's like a lot of like, I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to say with this. I don't know what they're spoofing or what they're doing, but there's a lot no, of- No, it's just, it, they're just trying to make fun of the fact that women lead women on. This isn't, you have to remember, this is an older movie. This is wasn't in 2021. Yeah. I'm- so this was the whole thing of how women did the whole like, oh, look at my show. Look at my shoulder, but don't, don't yeah. think anything of me. I that, guess. They're I, playing on that. Maybe I, I was just assuming because they were like spoofing something, but you when could when be a, right, could just could just be 1974 sexist bullshit. Yeah, remember <laughs> this was 1974. Uh, that, that's a fair point, Mel Brooks. So uh, <laughs> I I wrote down. When, I thought it was funny when Elizabeth says, "No tongue." And then Frederick is just so disappointed. Yeah, they do this really weird, like, she just, he just flat like, lip kiss. kiss. And then he just, like, kind of walks away without she, even making she, a... Well, she keeps going, like, I love you. And she's like... Uh, she's like, but I love you. Uh, <laughs> which comes to the rioting, which I do have a fun fact about that. Sure. If you pay attention, one of the rioters runs into a tree. I thought that was like a joke on purpose, though, when they were like, I mean, very well, it might be, but a lot of people don't pay attention to those things. They like make a point of it. I keep forgetting that you're such a pro at all these movies. (laughs) I'm not a pro at this movie. I just. This expert over here. The way it's framed, he like runs into. I will say. It's like the stormtrooper in Star Wars. It's funny that I I do agree. It's funny that you point that out because the way he runs into the tree, it was very awkward. And I was like. I think I, I very well think it was on accident and they just kept it in there. I think I think you're right. I think maybe somebody did just run into a tree and they were like, perfect. Because I think <laughs> it was like a dark set with fake trees. Yeah. Because that's what it looks like. And I think he just wasn't paying attention where he was walking. It is timed very awkwardly to where... I'll have to rewatch. And, and the guy that runs into the tree, he seems like genuinely upset about it. Yeah, he kind of like <laughs> <laughs> takes back and the guy that, and, and then it like cuts really quick. And the guy quick. that's next to him is kind of like, whoa, buddy, are you like alright? It's <laughs> like they were waiting for a cut <laughs> and they were just like... Ooh. And Mel Brooks is, roll, roll it, just keep roll rolling, it. Keep rolling, keep um, rolling. This is gold. The creature shows up at the castle and sees elizabeth and steals her away she's singing yeah she's singing some, something stupid yeah it wasn't even like beautiful gorgeous. i think she was singing like hallelujah or something like no that. it wasn't even that um what was it i, I can't remember because i was like the 70s is such a confusing camp time, time for me something camp town <laughs> i think that's la- i think that's <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, very similar to it, though. No, you're actually right. Um, but Frankenstein steals her, yeah. takes her back to a cave. I, I think it's implied that she was so scared that she got white streaks in her hair. That, that's <laughs> how uh, Miss Mrs. Frankenstein got the white hair. Is this because she was so? Excuse me, it's scared? Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I mean, whatever. We're not even to that point. Well, I mean, wouldn't he if oh hold on, hold on, rewind. If 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 Frederick Frankenstein is the beast's father, what would his last name be? I think you have a point. I think I do. Take that, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Bus- I had a student once call me a fucking nerd like it was an insult, and I just <laughs> laughed at him. <laughs> I I was a little dubious about this scene to where it's like basically just like the creature is gonna rape rape her. I guess I know. Uh, I would. <laughs> I I didn't. I, <laughs> I have some notes in here, and they were kind of like question marked. And it try, um, it really tries to pave it over with her like seeing his giant hog and being like into it. But I was like, I don't feel good about this. And again, they try to like smooth it over later to where they're like both. Smooth. Oh, he has a big dick, so it makes it better. Like, I, oh, he has a big dick, so like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, literally what it was. Her, I said, she wants Frankenstein monster, question mark. And <laughs> yeah, she sees his giant it's, hog. She sees <laughs> his giant, why are you saying hog? You say, <laughs> you literally earlier said, you said, can say fuck. You even said cunt earlier. Well, but ho- you can't hog say is, dick. Hog is funny. <laughs> what kind of, ho- no, <laughs> penis. But. He had a big penis. As, as soon as they start having sex. <laughs> Let me just get really close to the mic. <laughs> He had a really large penis, and all of a sudden, it was okay. She starts singing when they're having oh, sex. <laughs> for the first time, I was whatever. Yeah, um, she was a. She kept on trying to say that she was a virgin, but she didn't want to say that because she wanted the D. She wanted the dick. And then the like, dicker. Like I guess this is supposed to be funny, but they're like smoking cigarettes after, and it's like. Yeah, I have that written. It's down. like I guess Frankenstein's not afraid of fire so much anymore, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's like. Oh, fine. If you want to go the seventh time, I guess we can. <laughs> yeah, seven, uh, seven times? Question or exclamation point? Question mark? But Doctor Frankenstein's playing the violin to bring him oh. ba- to bring him back, and and I do say, I have written down what I in my jokes because I have my regular notes and my jokes separate. In my jokes, I do have just written Igor, Igor, in a lab coat. Because I think that alone is kind of funny. Because <laughs> that's what's next. After the seven times, I guess seven seven times is lucky or I guess lucky number seven. Or She says something around well, she says lucky so- something. Lucky whatever. Hey, she, when, he, when, when he goes to leave, she's like, it's always, but man, it's always seven or eight times, and then they're off, and she, and then he leaves. She goes, "I think I love him," and then it like yeah. fades out. But he he comes that back to the bitch. castle. Frankenstein's gonna do a seven brain. times. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Hey man, it. it's like some anime shit, hentai, I guess specifically. But uh, they, my and my hentai only lasts long enough for for me for it to last. Cool. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> um, it's uh. Anyway, my headset was falling off when I did that. Okay. Um, they Anyways, do, they do the. Who watches hentai? That's disgusting. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Anywhere, Igor in a lab coat. <laughs> so they do a brain swap. It's a big to do, pretty intense scene. No, the mob's coming. We need seven more seconds. They cut it off. But hey, the creature gets up and he can talk now. Peter Boyle. Gives this long speech about, I only wanted to put love in the world. And the whole mob is like placated by it. And they're just like, yeah, you're cool now. And then, like you said, Kemp's got like the, to the lumber yard. We'll go back to my house and have cake. It's great. Seems like Frankenstein might be out. But weirdly, they like hard cut to him like carrying Inga in after they've clearly had a wedding. And so they're married now. And they have like a little back and forth. And it kind of cuts back and forth between 
uh, Frankenstein and Inga and the monster and Elizabeth, who now has the huge beehive uh, lady She's Frankenstein. She's done her hair like <laughs> Frankenstein's wife. Yeah. And like, it, and like the original Fra- like yeah. Miss Frankenstein. And like, it's funny because the monster's like, he seems like kind of, like he's reading the paper and annoyed. She's like, my father put that whole thing for you yeah. together. But then like when she comes in, he seems No, like- she said your father. Oh, yeah. Because she's talking about uh, Frederick. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it kind of has like a happy ending to where it's like they get together. Uh, Elizabeth and the monster get together. Frankenstein and Inga get together. Turns out Frankenstein somehow in the brain swap got the monster's big old dick. Big old dick. Basically end on a dick joke. And then we like cut to like Igor playing the horn. And it's like, yay. <laughs> like, I don't know. Is there any is there any jokes that you thought it was terrible that I missed that you want to mention before we wrap no, this thing up? No, you pretty much uh, <laughs> hit the nose on the, the beast with his newspaper in bed. <laughs> I literally have that written down in here. It is funny. It's a funny visual. I love that with his, like, glasses at the end <laughs> yeah. of his nose. Yeah. Like, that's fucking a beautiful way to end that. Like, just... I felt bad. Your dad did that all for you. Like, duh. And she just like come. Igor seems so. (gasps) Igor seems so into Elizabeth. I kind of wanted them to like end up in a threesome or something, you know? Would have been. Whoa. (laughs) Different film. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true given the the level that this movie's offering. This is 1974. It's like (laughs) sex is okay. I don't know about some freaky threesomes with a hump shifting (laughs) little guy. He knows how to hump. He knows how to do the hump to hump. (laughs) Get it? So if you remember from the show, we end with ratings uh, and recommendations, but we'll do our ratings now. Oh, shit, I forgot. About the I figured you did, but we're gonna do them anyway. I have, a, I have movie. I have plenty of movies. Sure, in my brain. but uh, we'll do ratings. Um, if you've never tuned into the show, which you should have, this is a Taylor repeat episode. So hopefully, you're coming from the Minority Still. Report episode. But uh, I'm harsh on movies because theoretically, I'm watching some of the most classic movies Good. of all time. For example, I gave The Godfather an 8.5. Any other day of the week, that's a 10 out of 10 movie for me. But it's an 8.5 on this show, and given that criteria. I'm going to give Young Frankenstein a 6. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. It it would be even lower if if uh Terry Gar and and Gene Gene Wilder and Marty Feldman's chemistry wasn't so great and I didn't feel like they were just enjoying every second of the movie. That does a lot for me, but story-wise and joke-wise, this was like missing more than it was hitting and I was just like yeah, okay. Like I was hoping talking to you we'd like laugh about the jokes, which we did. I mean you even you even pointed yeah. out you even pointed out that like I was laughing telling some of the jokes. But... I th- I think it was just a more of me just like telling the jokes <laughs> and laughing about the jokes by myself. No, I, la- I laughed too, but like I think you're more laughing at me though. No. No, no, no not laughing at me, but laughing at the fact that I was laughing at the joke repeating. Well, it. it's when you point out you're like, I watched this with my boyfriend and when he the hand scared him, we both laughed. I'm like, Of course. Like Oh no, we both did not laugh. That was just me. Oh. 
He doesn't he doesn't look back at that memory as fondly. I'm just saying if you Because I laughed at him for the longest time. <laughs> if you, I still I laughed at him and then he's like, really? Get over it. It's like if you've ever watched like a, a funny movie in a crowd, if someone chuckles, it can kind of set you off. Yeah. But if you're sitting there alone watching something, you're not gonna laugh as much usually. Unless like I mean you're that kind of person, I guess. But I don't know. I thought it was fine. Didn't really tickle my funny moan as much as I hoped it would. If I watched something like super bad, I would laugh a lot more. I love super bad too. And it still makes me laugh. And, and this movie just, it didn't quite do it for me, but it is well-crafted. We talked about like, it looks like a thirties movie in the best way. It's gorgeous to look at. Gene Wilder is killing it. So I would rate it like a six is actually like pretty good. For, yeah, no, I think like, that was a, honestly, I was only going to give it a seven. Yeah. Well, well there's your score. <laughs> I mean, but I've seen a lot of the movies that you've already seen. And this is all about like watching, like I'm, I've watched this movie. This is still one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm not going to rate it more than what it actually is. Yeah. Well, I was, but tell, like, I was telling my guests, they don't have to grade it on a curve, but you know, whatever you feel like it. I'd deserves. say like seven, Eat at like if I'm stoned, <laughs> like <laughs> that's so always an eight. <laughs> well, I'm not always stoned, it's a I'm joke. not stoned right it's a now. Joke. Is it? Is it? I feel a little attacked right now, <laughs> anyways. No, it's what just I was jealousy, say, <laughs> 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 but uh, with what you're saying with like super bad, mm-hmm. I think their generations like at their time, was wild and outlandish. Yes. And I think comparing it to, like, what our generation is, is considered outlandish and wild and stuff like that. Well, what's what's raunchy in something like Superbad versus what's raunchy in something yeah. like Young Frankenstein. Like, Young Frankenstein back then, I bet you, was considered raunchy as fuck. It was really eye-opening to talk to my coworker who saw this movie in the theater at 13. At 13? He was like, he's like, you watch a Mel Brooks movie when you're a teenager and the che- listen to a Cheech and Chong album, you're the fucking coolest kid in school. He didn't yep. say fucking. Uh, but, like... I'm like, oh. yeah, of, of course that hit different back then. Yeah. And and people that grew up watching this, I know why they hold it in such high regard. This is the point of the show. I'm I have no rose tint on my glasses. That's yeah. why it's called Clear Tinted Classics. Ha <laughs> ha name of the show. But like I never thought like, about that. That's funny. <laughs> but it's like the, the jokes aren't landing for me as a fresh watch. Like this is a movie I would totally throw on again and just enjoy. It's fun. If the if and the actors are having so much fun, it's so watchable. But I mean, yeah, it's like it's, it's definitely a good movie to like put on in the background when it's like Halloween time, like yes. fall, and like you're working on work or you're like doing something, like you folding laundry yeah. or something. That's what I was doing. I was folding laundry <laughs> while I was watching it. That's a, I think that's what I this would be. All the time. A, this would be an awesome movie to have on in, in a bar. In Halloween yeah. time, like it's on a TV in a bar, and you're like having a beer, and this black and white Marty Feldman's bugging eyes, just like in the background. That shit would be great. Yeah, like, just in case my friend Kim listens to this, I'm not sure if she would, <laughs> but she loves Young Frankenstein. I just want to say, I think the movie is great. Uh, don't listen to anything I'm saying. This is a great movie. I love this movie. So, do you have a recommendation? Recommendation would probably be. Oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Watch it. Check it out. If you have if you just are against watching the show or you think you don't want to watch the show 
or anything. Not saying that the movie's anything like the show, because it it's really not. But yeah. it's still pretty fucking good for like eighties, nineties feel. Like it's don't take it so seriously, because I think some people like try to take that shit seriously. But like when a person's dying, like <laughs> literally like that. Like you're, n- I think that's a sure sign that you're not supposed to be taking that seriously. Sure, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I would, I would love to check that movie out. <laughs> if Taylor's recommending it, you should totally check it out. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I was trying to figure out any sort of connection I could to this movie, and I finally landed on a Cloris Leachman movie. It's mm-hmm. not a Cloris Leachman movie; she's just in it. Uh, but do you know if I say, uh, if I say Broken Lizard, does that mean anything to you? I've heard of it. Yeah. So they're the guys that made Super Trooper. Mm-hmm. They're the guys that made Club Dread. Mm-hmm. And they also made a movie that I'm going to recommend called Beer Fest. I fucking love Beer Fest. I think Beer Fest is very funny. Um, and it is like kind of a spoof movie. It's basically like a sports movie, but if they did beer drinking competitions. Oh, yeah. It's like they take. Cops and like sports, yeah. With drink, oh. yeah. Su- oh wait, no, no, I'm thinking. Well, no, Super Troopers. Tro- Super Troopers <laughs> is their cop movie. Broken Lizard is their fake horror movie. That's my bad. Or, I, I mean, I mean, Club Dread. Club Dread is their fake yeah. horror movie. But What's... Beer Beer Fest is them doing like a beer competition. But Cloris Leachman is the grandma of the two brothers. Yeah. And there's like a running gag where she maybe used to be like a sex worker. And there's like this, like this. She's actually like important to the movie because like. They fight for her honor and, and all that stuff. And I found the movie really funny when I watched it back in the day. I think it's funny. I think Broken Lizard in general is funny. I think Club Dread's totally worth watching if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen Super Troopers, my God. I've heard of Broken Lizard. I've never seen it. That's, but... Well, Broken Lizard's the name of their group. Oh, uh, that's what the, yeah, Club, okay. Like Club Dread is like Broken so Lizard's I've Club seen, Dread. Yeah, so I've mm-hmm. seen like um... – what I just said, I saw. I couldn't. I couldn't repeat what I <laughs> super said. Super Troopers. It's getting towards the end of the night, guys. Yeah, sorry. that's okay. But no, I've seen Super Troopers. I've seen Super Troopers too. I've not I've seen, seen this. I've not seen two. Oh yeah, I took my sister when she turned eighteen. We got stoned and we went. That I mean, I good. never got stoned. I would never get stoned. <laughs> but my sister got stoned. Yeah, but I'll recommend Beer Fest and I'll recommend Club Dread because Club Dread's a little more under the radar too. Uh, but Cloris Leachman is in, in Beer Fest, and it's funny. She's, She's great. So great. But thank you so much for being on the show, Taylor. Of course. It's, it's a joy to have you back. <laughs> well, we're going to get out of here, and I will catch you guys on the flip-flop later. Bye, guys.